It's showtime, folks! Hola, this is Shelly Martinez. This is former WWE superstar Luke Gallows. Here's your boy Shaq Gaspardy. This is the World Warrior Low Key. This is Terry Fulton of Ring of Honor. This is Christopher Daniels. And the gospel according to the Fallen Angels says that you are listening to the SNS Radio Network. Hey, yo, say hello to the bad guy, Scott Hall. Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, what's up? It's the ODB 130 Boom! Hi, uh, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion, and you're listening to SNS Radio Network. Hi, gang. This is Mean Gene Okerlund from the WWE. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. The world is listening. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. You are now jacked in to the virtual matrix. Please stand by for all the latest in professional wrestling, video gaming, movies, and entertainment with Chris Kelly of HeadlocksToHeadlines.com and the latest in video gaming with the sensational sequel. What? Yes, he's back. And here is your host... The force is strong with you. Henceforth, you shall be known as... Money on the mic, JJ Sexy! Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the SNS Radio Network for this special live edition of Friday Night Unplugged here. I am Mark the Shark DiCarlo, your special guest host tonight. And right off the top, I want to give kudos to the production department here at the SNS Radio Network for going above and beyond the call of duty for our new network intro and unplugged intro Simply amazing are the two words that come to mind. What an action-packed show we've got here tonight for uh, Unplugged, of course. Going to be having on later uh, Chris Kelly of HeadlocksToHeadlines.com, the official news source and Skype sponsor of Unplugged. We're going to have the uh, SmackDown recap with 
Corelli. We're also going to grade the show, and uh, Corelli's going to have the news of the week. We're going to, leading up, of course, to Monday's draft on Raw, and we're going to open up the phone lines to you, our valued listeners, and uh, if you want, you can ask us questions via the email, through the chat, or simply Skype in and add uh, Sunday Night Showdown as your Skype buddy, and you can get us that way. A little bit later on, we're going to be having uh, the latest news from the video gaming world with the one and only sensational sequel, Sean. And I've got uh, some special news about what Sean will be providing for us a little bit later on in the broadcast as Sean is listening right now going, what the fuck is he talking about? Sean, you'll find out just like everybody else. A special shout out as well to Brassai, who's broadcasting the show tonight on Ustream. Thank you very much to Brassai for that. And um, I understand through the producer extraordinaire, COO of the network, JJ Allcap Sexay, who this week um, had some very extensive oral surgery. And I don't mean that he was punched in the mouth by Harmony Boom Boom Sexay. He was under the auspices of the his own personal surgeon, wait for it, Dr. Isaac Yankum, the official dentist of the SNS Radio Network. And uh, we have it on good authority that, in fact, JJ will be returning to Wrestling News Live this coming Monday at uh, 10.30 Eastern. No, pardon me, 11.30 Eastern, along with uh, the Trade Dog for another rousing edition of Wrestling News Live. And it should be a... Uh, a special Wrestling News Live to uh, as they'll be giving the results of what happened on the highly anticipated draft, which is up and coming on this Monday's edition of Monday Night Raw. And uh, what we're going to do right now is bring on the kid who saw more wrestling matches this week than porn movies for a change. Yes, he's an authority on wrestling as well as pornography. The, if you will, the Larry Flint of the SNS radio network, the one and only Chris Kelly from headlockstoheadlines.com, who saw every show there was this week in London, England, uh, at the O2 Arena. Crowley, are you there, buddy? How do we start off my intro with porn, okay? A few weeks ago, we brought up hentai, but now it's porn? Well, like, you know... Uh, inquiring minds need to know, and I have it on good authority, that you are uh, Great Britain's biggest purveyor of pornography, which is okay, as long as it's not that kinky shit. You know what? I don't want to that right now because it is quite because this comment is uh, being broadcast and saved. So I'd rather go on to something that I'm more comfortable to talk about. I mean, pro wrestling. Now, as you say, I did see every single possible WWE. Uh, event this week, I saw NXT taped, Superstars, Raw, SmackDown, all in the space of 24 hours. So this week for me has been extremely wrestling heavy. Well, that's uh, that's really cool. So, and I noticed Crelly that you you had mentioned that uh, you you had actually gotten kind of tired of watching wrestling this past week because you were. You, you saw every match in its entirety. But uh, I just want to make mention of the fact that, um, as I do every day with my first morning two cups of coffee at the computer after I get the kids off to school, that, in fact, you had reported that the actual broadcast that was 
aired on Sky Sports in Great Britain was a severely edited version of Raw. And in fact, they edited out the whole segment with Sir Michael Cole getting knighted by the gimmicked up Queen of England, as well as they edited out the whole smoking segment with uh, R-Truth, a.k.a. Smokey the Bear. Yeah, the uh, the they, like when they first showed it live because they showed it they showed it live here in England on the Monday at two a.m. They only they they absolutely just got rid of any, every single mention of the smoking segment. Like they would cut to breaks at the most awkward time, like at any mention of smoking, because of course over here that's legal, and that's why during Raw you heard that's illegal. And then last night they showed the replay on Sky again, and it completely got rid of the Queen segment. So we got a completely different show, and from a production standpoint, it was awful because they they had about twelve breaks instead of three, just because they had to keep cutting out every reference of smoking and uh, Colby no- being knighted. Oh, and, and that was very bizarre. Crelly, Crelly, do, do you think that the reason that they edited out the whole Queen segment was due to the fact that they they thought that it might have been in a little bit too much bad taste? Uh, in the in the viewing public's you know mind in, in in Great Britain, I think so. But and like you have to say, this is fresh off the heels of Finley being fired because they used you know the American National to get heat at a house show. So it seems right. like WWE is a bit on their toes right now, and it seems like because I have seen no bad press towards that segment. I've seen bad press towards the smoking segment, but no one seems to mention the Queen segment. So I'm getting WWE just got a bit scared. And, it, and they didn't want to upset one of the biggest markets, which is, of course, England. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure why they felt the need to edit it out. But, and it, in my opinion, it wasn't even that bad. I mean, it was, it, it, it what, five, ten minute segment, that's it? Now, I'm interested to, to get your perspective on what kind of reaction the color commentator on NXT got. Of course, William Regal. Did they, prior to shooting NXT, did they, did they bring Regal out to... Uh, to a, a grand entrance, and, and if so, what kind of pop did he get from the crowd in the O2 arena? Yeah, what it did, what it do is they bring out uh, William Eagle, and I, he got possibly the biggest pop of the night, because of course they record NXT with SmackDown, and out of the out of War, SmackDown, NXT and Superstars, Regal got the biggest pop, and during NXT, it looked like he was going to get into a fight with one of the rookies, and the crowd was going to ape shit crazy. But of course, Regal's retired. But the crowd were going absolutely mental. And you know what's bizarre? The guy that got the second biggest pop of the night was Drew McIntyre. We actually booed Wade Barrett. Wow. And Drew McIntyre, who is Scottish, got the second biggest pop of the night. Well, and, and you know what? In, in watching in watching Raw and, and NXT, I haven't seen Superstars yet this week, but obviously uh, uh, JJ without a voice or the ability to talk this evening. We, we sat here and watched SmackDown as it aired here on The Score in Canada for the last couple of hours before we went to air with uh, Unplugged tonight, and we had said to each other that unequivocally the most entertaining segment on SmackDown this week was definitely the uh, Alberto Del Rio, Otis Clay, 403-pound Lita with more rolls than a bun sale at the Safeway. Wow. You think they could have Crowley found a tighter shirt for four hundred and three pound Lita? You know, well, when they actually brought out Lita, because like live, they actually played her music for about half a minute, like on TV, it was literally for like ten seconds. But live, they, they played for half a minute. Right. So the crowd went ape shit crazy, <laughs> and 
then when they bring out a fat leader, everyone was like, no. And this leads me to believe that they might actually bring back Lita to be involved in Christian versus uh, Dario at, at Extreme Rules. I mean, how cool would that seem to, to see <laughs> That's come hilarious. Back and and you know what? In every show that I've seen this week, the crowd in the O2 arena was hot, loud, and ex- I'm sure exactly what the office wanted out, out of being in London. Well, what is quite bizarre, um, if you go back and watch SmackDown, when, when they brought out um, Drew McIntyre, there is absolutely no reaction followed by, by booing. When it was live at the O2 Arena, he, like, like I said, he got the second biggest pop. WWE seems to nuke the crowd. They absolutely killed the crowd right. during the, during, during the sat-down tapings. And that makes us look stupid because it makes, it makes the fans look, look like we're not reacting. Now, if you listen halfway through the match between McIntyre and... Who, who did McIntyre face off against? Um, McIntyre and Chris Masters. Right. You hear, let's go, McIntyre. So they didn't let it out, but the crowd was hot, but WWE seemed to kind of nuke our reactions to the wrestlers, which is kind of depressing. Well, and, and you know what? You're not the first person that I've spoken to uh, this week that was at the show at the O2 Arena in London, England, and, and much of... What you just conveyed was was what I picked up from the two other gentlemen that I that I was speaking with online this week, and they said exactly what you did, Crowley. That that in fact that that they thought that uh, the shows got to air that they had altered the audio and the crowd noise to favor what the storylines that they wanted to be put over were, and I I'm really not down with with that whole scenario. But uh, anyways. Um, I, I, what I want to do right now, in conjunction with uh, headlocks to headlinescoms Chris Kelly, is basically do the SmackDown recap. And who better to do the SmackDown recap with than uh, than Crelly? And uh, Crelly, they, they they kicked off uh, SmackDown this week with, of course, the the Edge retrospective, and I thought it was very well done. The music bed was hot, and uh, you know, uh, did they play the whole thing in the arena? Yes, they actually played it twice. They played it the one that you saw. And they also played it later on, just like when they had to kill time. And the and like the whole, of course, the whole crowd were on their feet. And at this point, we had no, we had no idea that Edge was actually at the O2 Arena. Right. And like there was a message, "Thank you, Edge Chan." And it was just amazing to see the crowd, like all fifteen thousand on their feet, cheering Edge. And and then of course later on, of course we got to see him. But the crowd was just going apeshit crazy, saying "Thank you, Edge" and "Hall of Famer." And but, y- you know, I, I'm really. I really wanting to to let everybody know that it, certainly Copeland, Edge, Jay Rizzo, Christian, and and Mark Henry as well. They were all here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, for the better part of about six and a half months back in 1998, and they were being trained here by Bret Bret Hart and a guy who most of the wrestling world has never even heard of, but here in in Canada and specifically in Stampede Wrestling was for a long time a very well-respected champion. I speak of none other than Leo Burke, who was for a long time the North American heavyweight champion and who for a long time um, was the, the guy that trained a lot of the successful Stampede wrestlers when when Stu Hart got too old and Bruce Hart was too busy on the road booking, being the booker for the Stampede Wrestling shows. And uh, and Brett and Leo Burke did obviously an outstanding job in in training Edge and Christian and at that time Mark Henry. And I personally uh, saw them on a daily basis at the world-renowned Misty's Exotic Show Lounge. And nicer guys, 
you couldn't hope to have met at the time that they came here and before they were trained by Brett, that they, unlike a lot of the rookie wrestlers that, that came to Calgary to get trained, Edge and Christian had extensive wrestling behind them already on the Ontario Provincial Independent Wrestling scene. And in those days, they had their long hair. And when they walked in the strip bar, let me tell you, they, along with uh, Sexual Chocolate, had their pick of the lineup. And the girls just loved them. And, uh, you know, they were all single in those days. And uh, they had a, they certainly had a good time. Now, getting back to the uh, uh, SmackDown recap tonight, off the top, Cody Rhodes uh, cut a, a promo, Crelly, And uh, I thought it was... I, I'm personally getting a little bit bored and tired of the whole... Cody Rhodes with the smashed face gimmick and 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 mask. You know that I, I really think that I mentioned this to uh, JJ as we were watching uh, uh, SmackDown tonight, and certainly the opening Cody Rhodes promo. That in fact, if they wanted to put him over as having severe facial disfigurement, that they could have maybe with prosthetic in some way or shape actually gave him a prosthetic something on his face and and giving him some kind of deformity but you know they're 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 putting him over as having a smashed face from from uh ray mysterio and really there's no apparent change in his look whatsoever other than the fact that he comes to uh the broadcast on a weekly basis uh with his clear mask um but i i found it really funny the fact that uh after he came out he he handed out paper bags to the uh (laughs) ringside crowd at the O2 Arena. Wait a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, the COO of the network has found the power within himself to come on the air and give his opinion. Ladies and gentlemen, JJ All Cap Sexay. I think the real question is, how does Kane feel about Cody Rhodes stealing his gimmick? Does anybody else get that? I do. Shark, doing a great job. Continue on. Have fun. That's all I'm saying. Actually, um, I'd like to thank the network for... uh, not incepting the wellness policy on this broadcast. I'm on some hey, damn hey. good drugs. <laughs> Actually, you know, I, I was going to spike your antibiotics with a little bit of uh, uh, wild turkey or something like that, but decided against it. I think I'll save the uh, shark private liquor stock for extreme rules. You might need it for that pay-per-view. <laughs> Anyways, Crowley, how did, the, how did the crowd take to the uh, handing out of the uh, paper bags by Cody Rhodes? Well, there was actually a chant, thank you, Cody, as you got the bags. And people were running from the top tier of the arena to get down to the bottom of the ring to get bags. And some people actually wore the bags for the whole tapings, which, of course, is three hours long. And the crowd was just laughing their ass off. I mean, if you look front row, some guy walked for the whole, for the whole show. And I'm, I, I don't know. I'm a fan of it. It's kind of a mix between, like, his coat is kind of a mix between Christopher Daniels and the gimmick they used to have for Chris, uh, Chris Nowinski when he used to wear the protective face mask for a nose injury. Right, right. And I like it. And I like the fact that he kind of is kind of, a, he's kind of a bit like Festus, but there's no bear involved. As soon as, soon as he gets to get in the match, he is an evil guy that wants to take you out. After the match, he's back to being a coward. Well, not a coward, but shy of the camera. And I'm loving it. And I am looking forward to their full time anywhere match because the match tonight was fantastic. Yeah, tonight was fantastic. Great, great back and forth match. The crowd were into it, and I think their match at uh, Females could be could still the show if given enough time. Very cool, very cool. I, I just uh, while while the match between Rhodes and uh, Rey Mysterio was going on, uh, 
I found it very amusing the fact that, that Booker T said that uh, that Michael Cole, Sir Michael Cole, should wear a paper bag over his head, and uh, I couldn't agree more. I don't know whether it's just me, but are we not as a whole throughout the IWC getting a little sick and tired of Michael Cole? Yeah, I think it's come to a point where he's now on every single show, and we get the idea he wants to get rid of he, he wants to get rid of Jr. He wants to get rid of King. But by having him on every single show, he now takes away the focus from the wrestlers. And that's not the job of the announcers. The announcers is to put the wrestler over, not take away the attention. I couldn't, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Corelli. And, and really, you know, historically, and I, I really think that it's sad that once again, the powers that be in the office find it necessary that they involve Jim Ross into the weekly uh, beat down. It's 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 an embarrassment, and I really think that I really can only hope that it's going to be over with shortly. And and I just want to make mention of the fact that the uh, the finish of the match was basically a quick roll up for the one two three. But post match they brawled pretty good, and then uh, Cody finished Rey Mysterio off at the crossroads and basically uh, took a hike. I can see Cody getting drafted to Raw. I mean. They won't draft Ray, and you can't have Cody and Ray on the same show if they keep getting the shit out of each other. So I'm thinking they probably have to draft Cody to Raw. Also, I want to see Michael Cole get drafted to Sunday Night Heat. So we never have ever had to hear him again on Sunday or Raw. I think, well, like I say, you can't have um, Rhodes and Mysterio on the same show for much longer because they keep butting heads, butting heads, and this full count anyway, should be the blow-off to their feud. Yeah, no, I, I, could, I couldn't agree more, and, and one can only hope that uh, the office w- finds it within itself to maybe move Cole, you know, specifically to SmackDown or Raw, but not have him on, on both shows, because, I, you know, I, I, really, I really personally feel, and I'm not the only one that, uh, that obviously, that, that feels it's, an, it's almost enough is enough uh, to steal a line from the late, great Owen Hart, enough is enough um, of Michael Cole, but if, if they put him on one show... Uh, whether it's on SmackDown with Booker T and and you know have Josh Matthews, who I'm really not that crazy about either. Um, he's kind of dry and kind of humorless, certainly in the way that he delivers play by play, and and really I find lately doesn't really move for move call the matches. It's it's basically a a cluster between on you know on Mondays with. With the King and Jr. and and Michael Cole and uh, and and you know and basically like that on on SmackDown as well as we as we witnessed it tonight with uh, the continual you know cutting each other off uh, on the on the broadcast. I think that it's uh, it's ridiculous already, and I, I can only hope that it's we're towards the the end of the that whole scenario. And I you know on, on the other hand, um, I was really happy like so many when when Jim Ross uh, was brought back on a semi-regular basis from, from WrestleMania on. Yet I, I don't know whether it's me, and, and like I said, I discussed this with JJ as we were watching SmackDown this evening, but is it me or has everybody else noticed, unfortunately, the very monotonously slow-moving, slow-motion talking which JR has been emanating in his play-by-play lately, and I'm not sure whether it's attributable to the Bell's palsy or, you know, just the fact that, that he's he's getting older. And what do you make of that whole JR scenario, Corelli? Well, like, the fans, like, because I had no idea that his, that this past Monday he's going to be at Raw, and the crowd, crowd went crazy. But it comes to a point where 
you, I don't think as as much as as like we like Jr. I don't think he can be on Raw Island week in week out. Just have him be a pay per view guy because I think like he's still one of the, like the world's best announcers. But you need to build up younger announcers. It, it's kind of like building stars. You have to give people time. And you got like guys like William Eagle who are decent. You got guys like Josh Matthews who are decent. Matt Rucker, okay, he's not great, but he's decent. And I think you should leave uh, Jr. On pay-per-views, have King and JR for pay-per-views, but then give Raw, SmackDown, NXT superstars to younger guys because you can't have JR around, JR around for everywhere, uh, for, forever. And there will come a time where JR has to run off into sunset. Hopefully, he can kick the crap out of Cole and then run off into sunset. Well, we'll certainly see what happens with the uh, with the broadcast teams on both Raw and SmackDown over the next little while. I think that you might see a change in in both over the next uh, uh, couple of months, and only time will tell. Now, moving along in the SmackDown uh, broadcast tonight, there was, uh, after the Cody Rhodes-Rey Mysterio match, there was a uh, Core, formerly the Core, uh, promo, um, where Ezekiel Jackson was trying to be funny. Actually, I thought that he that he had some funny things to say, but the other members of the, uh, the Core did not. And uh, certainly later on in the broadcast, when you saw some... Di- dissension amongst the ranks of the core you 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 knew that maybe a uh, a title change in the tag team division was was to take place and we'll cover that a little bit later on but uh, um, the next segment Crowley was the uh, the tease of the of the lay cool uh, further split between Layla and Michelle McCool uh, there was a, a spot where they were back in therapy and it it kind of reminded me of a little bit of Tony Soprano talking to his therapist on on the Sopranos, except, uh, uh, you know, you really got to think, what in God's name is Mark Calloway thinking when he's sitting there watching his wife and Layla? You think Crowley for a second, he's thinking, hmm, this could get interesting. Maybe I'll get a little HLA out of it. Well, there's a funny bit, like, during the segment when they hugged, the the, uh, the um, crowd were trying lesbian kiss. Lesbian kiss, and that and that was going around the whole arena. You, you see, we didn't hear that on the broadcast. They should have left yeah. that in. <laughs> and like that was that 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 was the whole arena. Yeah, of course they put in the fake pop. But I think uh, Michelle, uh, McCool attacking Layla should have been actually in the ring because I think having it on on the pre-tape backstage segment just took away from it. I mean, this is meant to be the big breakup, big breakup of a team that's been together for a year now. That that were co-tag champions or co-women's champions, right? And to have them attack each other in a backstage pre-recorded segment. Kind of, in my opinion, took away from the breakup. No, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, it, you know, it's funny you make mention of the fact that in the O2 arena this week for the, uh, for the tapings, um, that, in fact, the crowd in the arena was somewhat, you know, maybe a little bit bored with the amount of video segments that were airing on the Titantron and maybe the amount of dead air. And I hearken back to when Raw was here at the uh, Scotiabank Saddledome uh, a less, little less than a year ago, and, and the crowd was exceedingly, Crowley, pissed off uh, and very vocal uh, of their displeasure of the amount of um, dead space and video vignettes that were being aired. I think, and, and JJ was at the show as well, I think in the last hour and 20 minutes of the Raw show here, there was two matches. And, you know, I, I really think that, you know, it's it's a fantastic thing where the WWE universe and the and the fans within it get a, a chance to experience 
a live broadcast, of course, for those that don't know, the the shows at the O2 Arena in London, England this week were, in fact, recorded uh, and not live, uh, not even raw. But uh, when, when it was here, the crowd was incensed, Corelli, as to the fact that there was so much dead air, so much wasted space and dead time and so many video vignettes. What was the reaction of the crowd for, for the tapings this week with respect to that? Well, it's quite bizarre because usually SmackDown is a wrestling show. But this week on Raw, there was no backstage segments and there was only one in-ring segment. So Raw was quite wrestling heavy. For SmackDown, like, uh, uh, like if people haven't been to an event before, what they do is they, they do one match, they then duck enough the, the whole arena, show something on the Triantron, no match. And it just felt to stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. Right. And the, and the crowd were kind of gassed because, of course, before that, we had NXT, which is now along. And before that, we had Superstars. And before that, we had a dark match. Right. So the crowd were kind of, tired, uh, kind of bored of the stop, start like, mentality. But I think overall, like, we got a lot of wrestling. And I think that's a different style than what we see on the American broadcast. Because right. Usually on, on the American broadcast of Raw, you don't get much wrestling, do you? You get about, what, half an hour wrestling per show on Raw in, um, in, in the two hours? Yeah, it's, it's certainly a lot less than what it used to be. And, uh, of course, it's entertainment now. It's not wrestling. So they're trying to entertain us more and give us less wrestling, which I'm, you know, I'm an old school guy. And I, I'm, I'm really hating the direction that the whole uh, psyche of the office is, is taking right now. But... Uh, you know, it is what it is, and uh, <laughs> whether you like it or you don't like it, uh, that's the direction that they're going, and, and that, you know, Vince thinks that for the marketing of the product that they need to have a broader advertising base, and, and they need to take the word wrestling out of it to have a uh, a bigger shot at getting more advertise- mainstream advertisers to invest large amounts of advertising dollars in the product. And uh, I, for one, you know, lately have been dismayed somewhat uh, because of the direction. But, you know, having said that, I, I really, when, when you see the in-ring work, it's still, it's still outstanding. It's still very entertaining. There's just not enough of it. Well, that's quite bizarre because at this week's taping, there was a loud, we want wrestling chant. Really? And that, yes. Wow. That happened, that happened during NXT. And also during the war. And of course, that didn't make it there. But that must show, isn't it, man, if you've got 15,000 red-hot wrestling fans chanting, we want wrestling. Right. And they've paid like $100, well, your money, $100, to see a wrestling show. Sure. To see entertainment. It's kind of a slap in our face. But I think right now, Vincent Man and WWE, they are a confused wrestling comp- company in, with a identity crisis. Given time, I hope to God that we that we do return to wrestling because you and I, everyone in the chat room, everyone on the archive, are fans of wrestling. If you and I wanted to go watch entertainment, we would go watch South Park or Simpsons or something that is a op or a soap opera. Wait, wrestling is now an action soap opera. Scrap that. But I think given given time, hopefully the wrestling to return. Touch wood. Absolutely. I, I'm just curious, and we'll continue along with the SmackDown recap in just a sec, but i got to ask you, and this is something that I w- reminded myself to ask you on Unplugged Tonight. Have you ever had a chance to go and see Brian Knight's 
um, all-star wrestling promotion in England? No, uh, because I actually live in the countryside. Oh, I see. And I, and I live about two hours away from London on a train. So, but I once, once before I got to see IPW UK. Okay. And at the show I went to, I got to meet one Mason Ryan, who is now in the WWE. And that guy is a walking Batista clone. Right. He right. does the same moves as Batista. He is, he is, thing is, Mason Ryan doesn't wrestle much, no do we. But when he can wrestle, he is a fantastic wrestler. But yeah, here in England, we don't actually get much wrestling. And if we do, it is quite gimmicked up. Well, because uh, you he, know, a, a lot of a lot of our my friends in the within the within the industry, Hotshot Johnny Divine, uh, um, the artist formerly knows known as Apocalypse, now in uh, a Florida Championship Wrestling under the name of Rick Victor and T.J. Wilson, now Tyson Kidd and Harry Smith, now D.H. Smith. All of them. At one time or another, the Highlander and, and so many other Western Canadian-based wrestlers worked at All-Star Wrestling in, in Great Britain for Brian White, and, and they all said the same thing, that uh, they had a great time, it's very well run, and, and the, the shows draw very well. So, uh, you know, I'd be interested in, in I was hoping you, you had seen one of his shows. But anyways, um, continuing along, with the uh, SmackDown recap here on uh, Unplugged on the SNS Radio Network tonight, uh, I'm your temporary host for the evening, <laughs> special guest host. And by the way, just for uh, uh, posterity purposes, uh, JJ's feeling a lot better. He will be back on uh, Wrestling News Live with the Trey Dog on Monday night for their extensive coverage of uh, the Monday Night Raw show, and of course the the highly anticipated upcoming draft and uh, I'd like to thank the um, the culinary kitchen here at the SNS radio network for providing us with uh, dessert tonight yummy thank oh. you Mark the shark the special gets hose he drives the short bus special me 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 what the hell in God's name was that I think somebody left the front door open and 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 left Jimmy, the bus driver, in the studio. Jimmy, get the hell out of the studio. Fuck off with your hair lip. Get the hell out of here. And and take your beep beep and your horn and your fucking bus out of here too. Anyways, me me. Um, right after the Lay Cool and uh, uh, Michelle McCool and Layla segment, uh, Corelli, there was they, and I'm sure they aired the video vignette. Uh, I believe Freddie Prince Jr. has been producing them. Um, the Karma promo where, of yep. course, if you don't know, Karma is Awesome Kong, um, where she again knocks the head off the doll. Are you getting the feeling, feeling Corelli, that uh, once they unveil, you know, all reports are that she is going to be called Karma, that when she finally debuts in the division formerly known as the Divas division, because you certainly can't describe Karma or Awesome Kong as a diva, do you think she's just going to come run, run roughshod and, like Jimmy the bus driver, honk over every, and run over everybody in the Divas division? I hope to God she puts bitches in wheelchairs. I mean, you don't want her to be heel or face. I mean, she's, she has that physical presence that if you heal her face, she will kill you and put you in a wheelchair. And she is over with the IWC. Like, when I went to London, they, uh, they showed both the promos on War and SmackDown. And both promos got an awesome Kong chant, which 
shows to me that when she debuts, she's going to be a fantastic talent that's going to be over already. But it's quite funny, when they played that um, promo and we're all chanting Awesome Kong, someone behind me goes, hey, I've heard that name before. Was she in TNA? I was like, yes. And, and, and the guy goes, oh, I was wondering where she was. I, I thought she went to WCW. I was like, you know that WCW has been dead for like 10 years? Wow. Oh, really? I was like, fuck me. How did you get into Sabina? Wow. Uh, by the way, uh, so far, line of the night in the chat comes to us courtesy of Scrap Iron Gadaski, who said, karma's a bitch. Thank you, Gadaski. Former AWA Hall of Famer George Scrap Iron Gadaski joining us in the chat tonight. Wow. Anyways, um, so after the, uh, the karma slash awesome Kong uh, knocked the head off of the doll once again promo, then we moved along to the WWE Tag Team Championship match between... The Corey's Justin Gabriel and Heath Slater, who were at the time the the champions against the the Show Kane tag team, the Big Show and Kane, and once again we were subjected to a little showcanery tonight in the tag team championship match. Well, it was a bit obvious that like with the draft being Monday, like even the little kids beside me, said, oh, look, Kane Big Show are going to win. And I hate to be a mark, but there's a way that I could tell they're going to win because usually when Kane comes to the ring with Big Show, they do that little pose where he sets fire to the turnbuckle, right? And he didn't do that. So I was like, yeah, you know what? They're saving the pyro for when they win the belts. And I was right. But that whole change was a bit obvious. I mean, like I say, the kids, would, the kids knew it. The adults knew it. But that toe change still got a fantastic pop. But what's, what, what's bizarre, right, is a few months ago, Kane was a big, badass heel that, was, that we're meant to hate. And now everyone's meant to cheer him. Do, do they just forget that, that, that he was a heel? Like, is that, is that just lost in a deep, dark WWE book of history of drop storylines? Yeah, because you know, the, the whole thing is, is somewhat suspect in the fact that, and I said this to JJ during the match, that, when when the finish happened with uh, um, with the Big Show choke slamming uh, Slater for the win, um, that in fact you know that they've really diminished. I mean, there are there any true tag teams left in WWE? You got Slater and, and Gabriel and uh, uh, the team of Showcanery, uh, but but that's really it. You, you haven't seen the Usos lately. Uh, they long ago up. split the team of uh, Tyson Kidd and uh, and D. H. Smith. And uh, I, I really think that that it's sad. And and you know we in Canada here get on a uh, weekly basis the uh, Mean Gene Okerlund hosted um, retro show. And and there was so many great tag teams back in the eighties. And now there's none. And they've really you know purposely not been producing tag team wrestling and you know I, I really think that it's 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 too bad because uh uh tag team wrestling for forever and a day back in the day was very entertaining and uh i found it you know it's very disconcerting lately that they've just diminished and disbanded the whole tag team division in in wwe programming um by the way i i have to retract and take back and and we're still on the air for another hour here on on, uh, on Unplugged tonight here on the SNS Radio Network. But uh, I, I mentioned I mentioned earlier that I thought that uh, George Scrapire and Gadaski had the 
line of the night so far on on the uh, on the show tonight. But uh, I, I'm thinking that 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 he was overtaken recently. If I can just go back up here in the chat. Uh, all right, we're having a bit of a malfunction. Oh, here, 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 here. Oh, here, here. The 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 new line of the night, and and maybe we'll we'll recap it at the end of the show, or maybe declare the line of the night. But so far, in my humble estimation, TM Bronx, when 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 he said, "Damn, Corelli was su- surrounded by more marks than Matt Hardy's penis." Wow. But the thing is, I was like, where I sat for war, I was he <laughs> sat in the corporate section. Because yes. those were the tickets that I won from THQ. And around me were a bunch of suits. Right. I had no idea about pro wrestling. And they would ask the most dumb questions. A question I heard was, is this show shown on TV? And when? <laughs> someone, had, someone asked me if Monday Night Raw was shown live on TV. And where and how to watch it. I said, internet to them. Well, it's funny because uh, TM Bronx asked me in the chat, who is my favorite tag team? And he said he loved he loved the Head Shrinkers, and of course they were one of the funniest tag teams of all time. Not in my humble estimation, Bronxy, the the greatest tag team of all time. But you know what? Back in the day, and I, I don't want to date myself, but uh, back in the day in the old AWA, there was nobody there was nobody funnier than the Crusher and Dick the Bruiser. But really, uh, I, I really think if you're going to rate the the greatest tag team of all time, uh, it's definitely the Road Warriors, probably followed by the Steiner Brothers. Maybe followed by the Hart Foundation and then the British Bulldogs, but you know, just my own personal personal take on on the whole tag team thing. Um, okay, right after the uh, showcanery tag team title uh, attaining of the straps, we were, as Crelly formally mentioned or early earlier mentioned, uh, maybe the biggest pop of the night at the O2 Arena in London, England for SmackDown. Uh, was for Drew McIntyre in his match yes. with Chris Masters. And, of course, the uh, the finish was the, uh, and it looked really good tonight, the Future Shock DDT. And uh, once again, the former masterpiece, Crowley, Chris Masters, jobs. Yeah, and it was quite bizarre because considering the fans were going batshit crazy for McIntyre, he still got a decent pop. Yeah, on TV, I'm thinking what it did. I'm thinking they, that they literally just like switched around the uh, audio. Because if you go back and listen to when they bring out McIntyre, the crowd was dead. And they, they, they then piped in booze. Then when they bring out Chris Masters, the crowd went batshit crazy. Right. So I'm literally thinking that they might have swapped, swapped the um, intro. But it was a great match. And I'm thinking McIntyre is going to roar in the draft. Because that guy needs a storyline and he ain't got one on the Well, you know, we've been, we've been subjected, not subjected, but, you know, be- led to believe that the chosen one was going to get the world-class push, and they did push him hard for a while. But he, he certainly has been lost in the mid-card shuffle over the last, you know, certainly six to eight months. He's been lost. He's been, like, lost in the shuffle ever since he, ever since he, he got married to Tiffany. And Correct. when Tiffany got released, since then, he's, he's been lost. Yeah. And, and then his storyline with Edge died because Edge had to retire. So he's been very unlucky with his, with his storyline and relationships. Right after the uh, McIntyre Masters short match, and, and there were a lot of short matches on tonight's card, uh, or the SmackDown card that aired tonight. Meep, meep. Would somebody close the door? I think that Jimmy the Hairlip bus driver has made his way into the studio again tonight. Jimmy, get the fuck out of the studio. Can we have security over here, please? Jesus. I think we found a friend for Gobbles the WNL turkey. Jimmy the Hairlip short bus driver. I don't know. 
what the fuck is going on in here? I don't know whether whether Skylo Low is in the studio or 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 oh my god. Anyways, back to our regu- regularly scheduled programming here on the SNS Radio Network. We cannot totally take. Uh, responsibility for Jimmy the hair lip bus driver busting in to the studio tonight, but I think I'm going to get Harmony Boom Boom Sexy. Harmony, can you bring the the family or the the network handcuffs over here and get hair lip Jimmy the short bus driver the fuck out of the studio, please? He's got a family, damn it! He's got a family. Well, he might have a family, but he's rather annoying. Get him, Harmony Boom Boom. Get him the fuck out of the studio. Anyways. By the way, uh, the the exponential increase in uh, penile comments in the chat chat this evening is rather disconcerting. Stop it, you bonehead! Stop it, please. No wild it's chicken here. Bronx. TM Bronx. Was, <laughs> I think it's our chat room. Our chat room is a bit fucked up when it comes to talking about penises. Well, I don't know what Moving you did, on. Crowley. Whether you pissed off TM Bronx, but he's he's shooting on you heavily tonight. Well, did I just say what? TM Bronx was shooting heavily on you? Well, there's one thing that wow. I can do that he can't do in the chat room, and it's called kicking him power, because I'm the owner of the chat room. He's only a mod. But moving on, I think the next match was was it not Jack Swagger versus? Actually, the, the next thing that they did was they had a video recap of the R Smoky Truth and John Morrison spot from uh, from Monday Night Raw, which I, I thought was very interesting. Did they, did they in fact show the the R Truth John Morrison video recap? In the arena, they yeah they they, oh, they did they, they okay. live, but not on the video, not on TV because as I say, it's illegal and WWE broke the law. So does it now mean that R2 is now banned from England as well as Canada because it is illegal to smoke inside? Um, smoking in public is illegal in some cities in Canada, but not all. You're allowed to smoke in your house, but you're and and. It's very funny because in Calgary here, you can you can you can't smoke in a bar, but you can smoke on the deck outside of the bar. Go figure. Go figure. That's because you. That's because you, in Canada you all live you all live in in fucking igloos and live in the snow and make snowmen all day. Oh yes, that's we, my... we sit we sit around in igloos, Crelly, all fucking day, um, conceiving children with Eskimos and dressing our firstborn in parkas and putting them in Rey Mysterio masks so they don't um, freeze their ears when when venturing outside of the igloos. Yes, that is what the English think of. The English think that all Canadians just live in igloos and live in the snows and live in little huts in the mountains and make igloos all day. Uh, as opposed to Canadians whom think, who think that, that all Brits um, live in pubs and have been weaned on Guinness draft... And drink an exorbitant amount of uh, of rye on a daily basis. You are not one of those, are you, Crowley? No, that's more of the northern because I, I'm quite southern. But if you go to like London or Birmingham or probably Ireland, that's probably how they were brought up. But I am considered <laughs> quote unquote posh. By the I way, am- kudos to Crowley for doing a, an outstanding job of booking. Uh, a talent, the official talent booker for many of the shows here on the SNS Radio Network uh, uh, lately. And uh, uh, you want to let any secrets out of the proverbial booking um, bag of, of anything that might be coming up lately? I have two confirmed, and I know what shows, it, what shows are going to air on. I'm just not sure when. But I will say one is a rebook one, and one is one that JJ wanted me to book, so... You, and you could say that they'd be a bit vicious. That's my nice. Only, my, 
Well, that, that, that's a bit of a tease. Outstanding. The final, the the main event and the uh, the final match on the uh, SmackDown broadcast that aired tonight. Uh, this being Friday, and of course was recorded this past week at the O2 Arena, O2 Arena in London, England, was the Intercontinental Championship match with uh, the current champion Wade Barrett, and of course Ezekiel Jackson was at ringside against former champion Kofi Kingston. The crowd seemed very hot for that match, Crowley. Yeah, Kofi was over like crazy with the crowd. His, his shirt was actually sold out at the uh, at the Mountain stand alongside alongside Zack Ryder's. So the crowds are eating him up. But I was quite upset, Shark. There was no Zack Ryder all week. Not on Raw, not on Superstar, not on NXT. I was quite sad that they took away every single mention of Zack Ryder. It was quite upsetting. Because that, that guy is over like crazy. I mean, if you look at, at his YouTube videos, they get 100,000 hits in three days. And that guy is being kept off TV and signs have been taken away from him. For me, that makes no sense. Why would you possibly stop someone getting over via the internet? I mean, are, are they scared that, that um, Ryder will become the next Matt Hardy? Because it, in my opinion, Ryder is much better than Matt Hardy in terms of wrestling skills. And the fan that he liked Matt Hardy, uh, sorry, liked Ryder because he's funny, unlike Matt Hardy, who they felt sympathetic for when he lost his girlfriend to Edge. Right. The, the finish of the, of the match came when Kofi Kingston tried to go for the uh, Trouble in Paradise and Wade Barrett ducked and caught him and rolled him up for the quick one, two, three. But after the match, or just before the end of the match, um, Ezekiel Jackson smashed Wade Barrett and further uh, played out the storyline of further dissension amongst the members of Corey, the core for you commoners. This makes no sense because if they draft Ezekiel Jackson back to Raw, which it looks like, which looks, looks like they might be doing okay, it makes no sense because... He was never actually drafted from Raw in the first place. He just turned up, just just like Wade Barrett. They just right. turned up. They they were never drafted. So in theory, because he could just turn back up, up on Raw because he was never officially drafted. He just turned up. Well, I think it's going to be really interesting, Corelli, to see what happens um, at the draft and whether or not the office is going to split up either Nexus or uh, the core. And and you know we'll discuss that a little bit later when we uh, go over our fantasy draft SNX. Picks, and we're going to open up the phone lines a little bit later on. But uh, basically, as far as SmackDown went, Crowley, what was your uh, what was your grade for but, for the show? By the way, you forgot the the actual main event of the show. Okay, it I, was I, the Del Rio party, right? Right for, for Edge. Now, of course, basically Del Rio came out and he said that he had got gifts for Edge. He rang out a grandfather of clocks so he could watch the time tick by. He brought out um, adult diapers because apparently Edge will be crippled and can't make it to the toilet. He brought out, he brought out a, zim- a Zimmer frame. He then brought out someone who Edge could spend time with. Right. Enter fake leader. Crowd went crazy. Turned out to be fat leader. Uh, he, this end caused Edge to appear on the, tri- on the stage uh, saying that Del Rio was a pile of poop and would never win the world title. Uh, Brotus Clay was then sent to attack Edge. Christian appeared out of nowhere, takes out Brotus Clay, takes out uh, Del Rio, climbs the climbs the uh, ladder, grabs the belt, and suggests that in nine days he will be our new world heavyweight champion. And that's and that's how war. No, sorry, that's how uh, SmackDown ended. But actually, at the live show, it actually had a after party for Edge. That um, this involved uh, Edge and Christian doing the fighting pose that actually lasted five minutes. Right. They then bring up the whole roster, and the whole roster 
came out and basically celebrated Edge and the crowd uh, and the show ended with the crowd saying Hall of Fame and thank you Edge. Well, that that certainly was was a nice thing that they did for for Copeland Edge and uh, it was really a shame that it didn't get a chance there because I think that uh, a lot of the WWE universe and the fans of of Edge certainly would have liked to have seen that and I think that maybe in a subsequent uh, Ed, Edge video package that in fact that they. They they might air that because I think that a lot of the fans would want to see it. I think that that you know that the highlight and I I mentioned this as as I was talking off the top of of unplugged this evening about the whole in ring um, very extensive uh, spot that that Alberto Del Rio did along with Rodas Clay and his personal ring announcer um, uh, Eddie Munster <laughs> and of course. I think the highlight for me of the whole SmackDown show tonight was when they brought out 403-pound Lita. That's a huge <laughs> bitch. <laughs> she, she had, like I said, she had more fucking rolls than the than the bakery department at Safeway. My God, do you think that they that they found a shirt tight enough? But you know, at least Edge wasn't subjected to do a live sex show with with this. My God, can you imagine if he if the office pr- proposed that to, just for one last chance? It'd be like home day at the zoo. That wow. would leave Edge paralyzed. Paralyzed if he had with that. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that that his arms, if he actually did that, would be tingling a lot more from some indiscretions in his neck area than than actually getting uh, into a reverse missionary position, if you will, with 403-pound Lita, who once again tonight was uh That's a huge bitch! That, that, for me, was the highlight of the night and, and you know, where my comedic mind generally sits. Um, by the way, all kidding aside, um, the upcoming uh, Alberta Del Rio Christian Championship match will be the first time since WrestleMania four when Ted DiBiase faced the Macho Man Randy Savage that the belt will be on the line between opponents who have never ever been champion. So uh, uh, that came from the historical archive department here at the SNS Radio Network, currently being manned by the toothless wonder himself, the COO JJ Sexay. You know. I look at this match, and of course you have Del Rio and Christian. Now, Del Rio is not proven in terms of being a WWE wrestler. He is proven around the world, but there's, but there's a big difference between being proven around the world and in the WWE. And he would be a gamble to make a world champion. Christian is proven. And that's why I would love to see them give Christian a strap, because he's earned it, and he's proven. Del Rio is not proven yet. And I, I, I don't think Del Rio has earned that right to be a world champion just yet. Just because he's a Mexican wrestler does not make you a WWE champion. Well, and, you know, we'll have to find out what the office thinks because uh, after Extreme Rules, so a week Sunday, uh, there'll be a new champion. And uh, I think that if you polled everybody in the chat and mostly everybody out there in the WWE universe, that most think that they are going to put Alberto Del Rio over. Okay, so SmackDown, Crelly. What do you grade the show as being? I give it a high B, just because it's probably because I was there live, but it was just a great atmosphere. Edge having a final farewell. Edge was actually on his phone recording the uh, crowd chanting, and it, and, and it was quite emotional. 
it is final farewell here in England, so I give it a high B. Cool. I give it uh, I give it an A minus, just to be indifferent. Um, I, I rather enjoyed the show. I thought that the uh, the matches themselves once again could have been longer. Certainly the tag team match. Certainly the uh, the match with uh, Drew McIntyre, which you knew. You know, with the office knew that he he would be eaten up by the by the fans of the O2 Arena. Um, I don't have a problem with any of the booking. I thought that the uh, the show itself was well produced and well booked. And like I say, I give it an A minus. Now, moving quickly along because uh, we're having such a good time on Unplugged on the SNS Radio Network tonight. Crelly, news of the week, buddy. Okay, well, let's start because we talked a lot, a lot about WWE. Let's actually talk about TNA. Now, according to the sports uh, the sports um, counter. Dixie Carter may be forced to step away from TNA Wrestling following a growing amount of lawsuits against the company. Uh, these include, of course, Daphne suing uh, TNA for lack of, med- uh, lack of medical coverage, as well as, as quite a few uh, um, lawsuits from former TNA employees. Now, according to the, the sport carrier, um, Dixie Carter's mother will, will, will be taken over. Now, this kind of backs up what the Honky Tonk Man reported last week, that Dick Carter is, for the time being, done with TNA. Now, there's kind of a backstage rumor who, who will take over TNA, and the one name being discussed a lot is Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff is likely to take over the role of Dick Carter and be in a high power, uh, a high power position within TNA wrestling. Now, Shark, would you like to see Bischoff Anyway, near money or booking within TNA Wrestling? Coming out of lockdown, and by the way, uh, I thought that the lockdown pay-per-view itself was was highly entertaining. Some in the IWC shit on it severely. Um, however, I, I, I rather enjoyed it. Uh, I thought, you know, except for a couple of very, you know, botched spots in the Kurt Angle-Jeff uh, Jarrett cage match, uh, that thank God... Um, nothing bad happened to either one of them because it looked like on the one you know spot where Kurt Angle flew off the top of the cage that he uh that he landed really bad and took the bump on on the side of his neck and his shoulder I, I thought that he was in a world of hurt uh at, at that time but but coming out of the the TNA lockdown pay-per-view and uh uh the trade dog and, and I were mentioning this on our lockdown pay-per-view coverage that let's not send out too many kudos to the TNA brand yet. Let's let's see if they're going to carry through with m- their momentum um, through subsequent Impact broadcasts. And and I watched I watched Impact, and and, and really I, I thought that it was interesting. Yet certainly was weak coming out of a very good TNA lockdown pay per view. So we'll have to see over the next little while what transpires with uh, storylines in TNA. And uh, you know the the uh, the word in the chat is that you know. Likewise, let's let's reserve judgment and see and see what's going to happen. And and you know, all all things being equal, uh, I, I think that you know, Impact was basically the Hulk Hogan show again, and that um, storyline wise, they're they're continuing along with the uh, offshoot of of Lockdown, which is the whole Sting, uh, Mister Anderson, RVD, Hulk Hogan scenario and you know some are speculating that down the road we're going to see a sting hulk hogan match i hope not but uh, uh i hope not because that is 20 years too late and 
if we see Hulk Hogan win the TNA world title, I will be done with TNA. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think that everybody is looking very uh, critically, Crelly, towards the TNA product lately. I, you know, like I said, I, I, I rather enjoyed, and I think that uh, uh, the trade dog on our, our TNA lockdown um, coverage, along with uh, Internet Dave, we, we, we gave our, our thoughts on the whole broadcast, and we, we rather enjoyed it. We, we thought it was uh, a high level of wrestling. There was a lot less entertainment and a lot more wrestling, and I think that TNA being the alternative to WWE right now is that their focus should be on wrestling and let WWE do what they want to do with telling stories and off-the-hook storylines and funny, well-contrived, pre-produced vignettes. And if they stick to wrestling, I think that maybe... They have a shot, and I don't know if you agree with me, but you know I'm really of the opinion lately, Crelly, that in fact um, the overbooked matches that that we've been subjected to from TNA over the last year and a half or so uh, certainly it was very very evident uh, in lockdown that they have sim- that they simplified their booking. There wasn't. 49 million false finishes in, in three minutes. And, and they, they really pared it down. And I, I think that as an offshoot of lockdown, if they're going to go in that direction, I think it's a wise move. And Trey Dog mentioned this, you know, like I said on, on, on our lockdown pay-per-view coverage, that let's reserve judgment until we've seen a few impacts and maybe, uh, you know, May's pay-per-view before we're, we're singing the uh, the praises of um, of TNA too too long and hard, but uh, you know there was one other thing that that happened this week in the news of the week that uh, I don't know whether you're going to mention, but I'd like to bring up in this time, and that's the unfortunate release by TNA of longtime TNA X Division mainstay and former X Division champion Jay, Jay Lethal. And um, yeah. we don't know yeah. why it definitely, you know, via his Twitter account, he, he made a couple of uh, statements. And, and, you know, some had speculated that he, um, like Loki, um, did in, in WWE, that he asked for his release. In fact, that was not the case. Um, I spoke with Hotshot Johnny Devine, a friend of the SNS radio network, uh, um, who's very close with still a lot of a talent within TNA, and he said, no, that was not the case at all. And as a matter of fact, uh, uh, Jay Lethal was caught off guard by the whole maneuver, and I, I, I don't know why, and I don't think anybody uh, uh, other than The Office and maybe not even Jay Lethal himself knows why he was released. Yeah, like, if you read, like, Twitter, like, quite a few people were upset. Um, I think it was Amazing Red who said, the mall had now taken a, the, the mall back had now taken a nosedive. And in a time where it's hard to make your own homegrown talent, TNA go and release one of the, the guys that is over with their crowd, who is homegrown, and they release him for no apparent reason. And if WWE smart, they would offer him a contract yesterday. Well, and because as, as uh, Zeus Pac-Man in the chat mentioned, one can only hope that Jay Lethal might get a shot in WWE. And I, I think that, that if they choose to sign him, I, I, I think that uh, 
they might put him in Florida Championship Wrestling for a short time, but with his uh, with his wrestling pr- prowess and his um, over the top ability to put himself over on on a promo, I think that uh, uh, the powers that be at WWE would just eat his eat his uh, character up uh, whole. Um, what we're going to do right now is uh, uh, take our first break. Yes, we were long-winded on uh, on Unplugged tonight, but we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with uh, our fantasy draft, SNS picks. Um, we're going to have uh, the video gaming segment with Sensational Sequel Sean and uh, open up the phone lines as well. So don't go anywhere. We'll be, be right back with more of Unplugged. I'm Mark DeShark DiCarlo along with uh, Chris Kelly and the COO of the network and producer extraordinaire, JJ Allcap Sexay. Don't go anywhere, everybody. We'll be right back with Unplugged. More here on the SNS Radio Network.
Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. Is there gravity in this game? Because I am flying around you. Oh my, you are crappy with a capital K. You realize you can hit me more than once, right? Oh. oh, come on. Oh, you're going to feel this in the morning. No, come on. I really hope you don't want kids. No. Fatality lives. Mortal Kombat. Rated M for Mature. I have voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. Since 1996, Audio Wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and Wrestle Talk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to show you how being a Wrestling News Live family member and diehard listener can change your everyday look on life. Example, here's the brand new commercial from Subway. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. My melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Uh, uh, I don't think this is working out. Now let's replay that commercial and show you what Todd would have said to her had he been a member of the Wrestling News Live family. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. My melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Shit, bitch. Who the hell you think you are? Give me my sandwich back. Bitch, please. Better be willing to give me some of that pussy before you get some of my sandwich. Shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just another example of how becoming a member of the Wrestling News Live family helps you live a better life. It's the one night a year. Rules are meant to be. Extreme. WWE Extreme Rules. Countouts. Keep counting. Disqualifications. Not even if you beg. All the stars will be there, and anything goes. Tickets are on sale now. WWE, the best value in entertainment. Two months ago, he returned to recapture the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Him to be called the face of TNA wrestling is spitting in my face. Honestly, yeah, he definitely has what it takes. Sting, obviously, he's 
still got it. Very few that I respect more, and I'm happy to see Sting back. Sting knows that he doesn't want to face me. Which TNA star is willing to sacrifice everything to end the icon Sting's reign once and for all? TNA presents Sacrifice, live Sunday, May 15th, only on pay-per-view. It's time. It's time to stop. The name-calling. The hurt. The bullying. Because of race, creed, color, sexual orientation. It's time to treat everyone like you want to be treated. It's time. It's time. It's time to eliminate. Eliminate. Eliminate the hate. Eliminate the hate. Eliminate the hate. Amigos, ¿qué pasa? My name is Armando Alejandro Estrada. And you're listening to the SNS Radio Network. Ha <laughs> ha. And welcome back, everybody, at Unplugged. I'm Mark the Shark DiCarlo, your guest host here on the SNS Radio Network tonight, along with. Crelly, all the way from uh, sunny England. It's sunny. never sunny in England at all. It does just fucking rain over there. You guys sit around and drink Guinness and and shots of rye and and complain about the weather all the time. Anyways, uh, executive producer of the COO and COO of the network, as always, uh, running the mixer tonight uh, because he had some extensive oral surgery this week. Uh, none other than JJ Allcap Sexay, who will return. On Monday night's edition of Wrestling News Live, along with his world-renowned uh, co-host, the Trey Dog, and of course the award-winning Wrestling News Live. Now, Crelly that's Co- a huge bitch. <laughs> By the way, thank you to Harmony Boom Boom Sexay for removing Jimmy the Hair Lip Bus Driver from the studio tonight. Fuck, I was getting a headache from that asshole. That's a huge bitch. I think the huge bitch. Uh, liner is reference to the 403-pound Lita, who is on SmackDown tonight. She had more ro- rolls on her than the fucking bun section at the deli at Safeway. I was actually talking about Trey, but that's okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, uh, by the way, uh, kudos to Crelly tonight for uh, cutting heel promos in the chat. Good job, Crelly. I'm, I'm doing nothing. Uh, I, I don't know, but um, I don't know. Okay, i got a few more news bits, and then... We're going to the uh, SNS Rumble thing. Uh, so drop it. Now, this week we found out two outcomes of court cases. One, uh, according to Peter Moon, no, yeah, according no, sorry, to Twin Cities, Kurt Angle has been sentenced for reckless driving after being found apparently drunk behind the wheel of his car on March 25th. The former WWE and World Champion was sentenced on Friday to a year's probation, fines, and a 10 day. That, that has been suspended. So if he gets caught driving again, he's going to jail for 10 days. Speaking of jail, and you know what? This has now become a joke. Jeff Hardy, once again, is not going to jail. He has once again received a delay in his court case, this time so his lawyers can find out what kind of drug treatment he will need 
if he admits to being guilty. So it looks like Jeffrey is never, ever going to jail. This is now two years after the fact that he has found with basically a drug baron in his house. This man is still free. It's, it blew my mind, Shark. If that was you or I or JJ, we would be buried under the bloody jail. I miss my dog. I like the trees. I'm not going to jail. Jeff Hardy, live in studio. It's, it's, it's just mind-boggling that, like, I get the idea that, that Jeff Hardy is one of the only famous guys from North Carolina, but common sense. Found with drugs. There's evidence that it is your drugs. Why is that guy not in jail? Corelli, you know what? I, I really, and I mentioned this to JJ before we went on the air tonight, why in God's name are they? is the judge bringing in an outside woman in the middle of the fucking court case to determine whether or not he is guilty of possession for and trafficking of illegal drugs? Why is the judge bringing in a woman to determine whether or not Jeff Hardy needs uh, drug counseling? What the fuck does that have to do with the court case? I think it's bullshit. It, it's, it's ludicrous. Get on with decreeing whether he's guilty or he's not guilty because everybody knows he's guilty. They found a drug baron in his basement. Correct. If, if, you, if, you, are, if you and I was found with, I don't know, a tenth of what he was found with, you and I would be buried under the jail. But he's found with a drug patient, and yet he's still not in jail. How does that work? To me, that is mind-boggling. Like, is it because North Carolina have so many different drug cases going on they can't sentence him? Or is it because he's over with, with the North Carolina crowd? It just makes absolutely no sense. But what, what we need is for him to go to rehab because I do not want to see him anywhere near a wrestling ring until we go to rehab. And because by the way, need help. By the way, Crowley, the, the update on the line of the night in the chat now goes to Brassai, who said, and I quote, for sale, trailer converted into meth lab, then into a pile of rubble. Please contact Jay Hardy. All offers considered. Fuck, that's funny, Brassai. Damn, it's, it's just, I, I don't get it. I just, that guy needs help. And... I know WWE do pay for a former talent to go to, to drug uh, therapy, and I guess he's just too proud to take the drug therapy. But if he returns to TNA Wrestling as planned, I will have to start boycotting the product because I cannot support a company that allows a com- that allows someone with that many drugs in his house to wrestle for that company. It is just beyond me. But if you believe um, Matt Hardy's l- latest video. Jeff Hardy is having back surgery and will likely retire. But you know Matt, but you know Matt Hardy's videos on YouTube, they make little or no sense, especially when Beth Hardy, Jeff Hardy's girlfriend, denies it. But and I, I don't know. I think that Jeff needs help big time because... I, 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 maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe he doesn't need help. Maybe he will never go to jail. Maybe, maybe even at his funeral, he, he will get an injunction. So he told off he's dead. It just makes no sense to me. But um, what else do we have? Now, speaking of uh, updates, uh, Kieran Nash posted an update on Twitter regarding Scott Hall. Uh, he basically said that Scott Hall is in bad shape and Scott Hall had lost weight. And while Scott Hall is happy, he is now basically saving all the messages that he's got from Scott Hall because he fears that each message that he gets from Scott Hall might be the last one. And you know what? I, we've all seen a video of his appearance at the indie show. 
But Nash even said in his um, in his uh, tweet or uh, where it was that drugs aren't for Scott Hall the problem; they are the solution. He suffers from let me he suffers from. I have to quickly pull up the article. Um, drugs are uh, bad. He, okay. What's that? Drugs are bad. Okay. Nice. Yeah, according to Scott, according to Nick Kerry Nash, Scott suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder, and that's why he takes drugs. And it's you know it's it's a sad day to see someone like Scott Hall in that shape. And I I just hope that Jeff Hardy looks at Scott Hall and that Jeff Hardy goes to rehab because we do not want to see Jeff Hardy end up like Scott Hall. Um, now I'm going to shift gear and move over to to, to the WWE. Now, I know people were questioning the uh, heel turn of our truth saying that it buried him. Well, according to the figure for a new uh, letter, the heel turn was not meant to be a burial. It was meant to get him over as a heel and have, and have his character have more depth because, of course, right now he's just limited to what's up. So by turning him heel, um, they hope to give his character more depth and try to evolve him. Now, I'm not sure what you think, but do you think his heel turn evolved his character shark? Um, you know, I, I'm I'm really caught between a rock and a hard place with respect to that. Um, I have to give it some more thought. I, I I may formulate a hypothesis and a thought process on that whole scenario by the time Extreme Rules rolls around. But I'm going to plead the fifth right now. Yeah, I don't know. I think we can't judge it after just one week. Um, now, and and this is what we're going to transition to. Speaking of the draft. Now this could be a poss- this could be a possible spoiler, so cover your ears if you don't want possible spoilers. Uh, according to the officials, um, there is expected to be at least one big guy move over from each brand, and apparently Del Rio will be moving over to Raw, and the Miz will be moving to SmackDown. That is what is currently planned, with a lot of mid colors changing. Now, would you like to see Del Rio? On Raw, or do you think he's not uh, not not green enough? Uh, sorry, uh, or is he too green to be on Raw week in week out? No, I I think that I'm of the opinion that that Alberto Del Rio has done a really good job, certainly with his character, his in ring work. There's absolutely nothing wrong with with his with his in in ring work, and he's been Dos Carlos Junior in in Mexico for many, many years, and prior to that, and I made mention of this to JJ before we went on the air tonight, um, there is a YouTube video of Dos Caros Jr. Um, in a shoot MMA fight against Yushin Okami in the old Pride um, uh, Japanese MMA promotion that was amazing. It's from about 10 years ago, and uh, Dos Caros Jr., uh, Alberto De Rio's got about 20 pounds more of muscle muscularity on him then than what he does now and uh, no I, I I totally disagree Crowley I think that uh, the major push that they are giving uh, Alberto Del Rio some were skeptical about it at the at the at the outset but that uh, lately he's certainly been proving his worth and that he can carry it himself his character uh, his promos and his in-ring work uh, definitely to main event level and obviously the office thinks that as well, uh, the, the the amount of uh, production that has been going into his character and into his in-ring promos, as it evident as is evidenced by this week's uh, uh, SmackDown, has been uh, has been unbelievable. And uh, you know what? We're we're about to run a little bit short of time on this week's edition of, of Unplugged. Anything else, Crowley, on news of the week? Um, no, that's really that's I've hit on my um, main point. So 
if you want to move on to the game segment, feel free. The fact that the um, that the highly successful once a year soiree in Las Vegas, known as the Cauliflower Alley Club, went down uh, last weekend. Uh, there was some great inductions. If you, if you want a really succinct and very in depth analysis and of what what happened at cauliflower alley this year i highly recommend you log on to jim ross's uh site he had an amazing count of the happenings this last weekend at the cauliflower alley reunion of course hosted by nick bockwinkle the uh the current president of the cauliflower alley and apparently from what i read on jim ross's uh website uh, the Honky Tonk Man, Wayne Ferris, stole the show, and coming up uh, a close second was, uh, as you might expect, Mick Foley. But uh, what we're going to do, uh, uh, the executive producer of the show and CEO of the network, J.J. Sexy, has informed me that uh, none other than the uh, gaming guru himself, the sensational sequel, Sean, has joined us via the Skype line. Sean, how you doing, buddy? How's it going, guys? Good. Very Good. Um, Thanks once again for uh, joining us. By the way, um, unbeknownst to Sean, in, in a few minutes from now, Sean's going to be giving us his extensive uh, personal coverage of Nintendo 64, the Atari game system, Pong, Pac-Man 16, which of course is the sequel to Pac-Man 15, all coming up in the gaming portion of Unplugged Tonight here on the SNS Radio Network with the world-renowned sensational sequel, Sean. Yeah, I don't know about all that, brother. <laughs> Do you know? I think my my uh, my um. Oh man, my mind's even blown with that. Yeah, I think my mind isn't a isn't able to go back that far. I can remember the N sixty four, but that's about as much as I remember. Special, he drive the bus. Special, Mark Giancarlo. Special, drive the bus. God damn it! I thought Boom Boom eliminated, expelled, kicked out Jimmy the Hairlip bus driver out of the fucking studio. He's he back in. He's my bus driver. Jesus, maybe we can uh, farm out Jimmy the Hairlip bus driver to drive the bus for Sensational Sean this week. Oh uh, what? I don't know about that. Y'all got issues today, brother. I mean, JJ is totally whacked out. I know that much. Well, you know, here in Canada for for post dental work, they prescribe. Uh, exceedingly high levels of cannabis-laced marijuana. So uh, the, <laughs> the the producer is feeling a little swanky tonight. Funk shui, if you will, Sean. Cannabis-laced marijuana. Okay, um, we'll go with that. That one, uh, that one caught me a little off guard there, buddy. Well, we, um, we, we tried to tonight, and we obviously did. Gaming. Yeah, you definitely caught me off guard. Let's definitely get into gaming. I know a lot of people are looking, uh, trying to figure out what's going on. Um... First off, I want to say there's not going to be as much news uh, tonight. Uh, my, I've, I'm working on a new computer, and I'm having some pretty major problems with it, so I'm, I'm working on my laptop right now. So uh, let's see what we got here. Um, first thing that pops up is something that uh, JJ is definitely uh, wants to hear about is that uh, new Hitman game has been trademarked uh, by Square Enix. The name is called Hitman Absolution. Um, there's no news on that other than the fact it's called hitman absolution um we will be finding out more on this at e3 in june which is only about two months two months away so we shall see what's definitely going to be happening there uh if you don't have resident evil and you like playing games on your pc resident evil 5 is half price on games for window so that is 15 dollars for uh, a 30 dollar game 
it doesn't contain both DLC packs, The Lost Nightmares and Desperate Escape. So if you want it, you're going to have to pay for those. But uh, it's definitely 15 bucks. It's definitely worth the price for um, for Resident Evil 5. It's a great game, so it's definitely worth the check out. Uh, I'll skip this one and come back to that one. Um, there's a rumor going around that the there's a new God of War in the works. God of War. Wow. Uh, I thought this ended, but apparently there is a work, they're working on it, and it will be coming in September of 2012, uh, just a couple months before the end of the world, apparently. So, um, but basically, there's a, that's the rumor going around, we shall, we shall, uh, we shall see what's going to happen with that, um, but definitely expect to hear something, uh, coming up soon at E3 with that also. I fucking hate y'all. Um... A lot of people have heard about the, the Sony PlayStation Network being down. Uh, no one really knows what is going on with that. Um, They're bastards. That's, that's what it is. They're fucking bastards. Two whole well, days, we know it. Two whole it's days. It's not anonymous, apparently. Um, a new report that came out says anonymous is not behind the attacks, or is not behind PlayStation Network being down. And, Crowley, do me a favor and go chop Gobble, Gobble's head off before I have to hear my Oh, yeah, that. One of my turkeys, today my turkey did die. My t- my technical doubles did die. So doubles is actually dead. So you're, you're now being stalked by a zombie. That <laughs> is the sound of when Gobbles got circumcised. <laughs> Someone to get the sound of what It's breaking down, Sean. It's breaking down, buddy. Okay. I don't know who the hell's producing the show tonight, but Gobbles is out of the pen. Sony PlayStation Network is down. It's down for North America and Europe. Um, there's no word on why it's down. It's just saying there's maintenance. But the uh, word going around is that it should be back up in a full day or two, or uh, have possibly you, three. Have you seen the new video by Anonymous saying that saying that they would now attack? It was posted a day or two after the. Oh, it's, I think it's posted on Thursday. Uh, saying that that they would now um, do their biggest ever attack on Sony, and this was the day before the, the servers went down. Well, the report that just came out says that Anonymous is not behind this, that um, while it could be the case that other Anonymous uh, users have attacked, have acted on themselves, the Anonymous operations have not, have not um, taken responsibility for it. So... A more likely explanation is that Sony is taking advantage of Anonymous' previous ill will towards the company to distract users from the fact that the outage is actually an internal problem with the company's servers. So their servers could be messing up, but to go along with that, Microsoft is actually offering a free live gold this weekend uh, just for helping out on their world record uh, world record Guinness attempt. Uh, I actually got that email. I actually got that, that email the day that my internet broke. I thought it was quite ironic that I got the email from, from Microsoft. It, it's pretty what? hilarious. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, that's got to be enough. Last story that I've got here is um, going along with Sony again. Sony is stopping uh, production of the PSP Go in Japan and Europe. Uh, if you don't know what the PSP Go is, it's the slideable PSP that is download-only. Uh, downloadable only handheld device. They're stopping production in Japan and Europe, but uh, they will continue uh, pr- producing it and selling it in North America. 
So if you want a PSP Go uh, in Japan or Europe, now is your chance to actually get one. Probably, excuse me, probably for the chance to actually get it pretty cheap, um, since it is one of the worst handheld handheld consoles ever or handheld device ever because of the fact that it doesn't use cartridge; it only downloads uh, the games, which is completely stupid. Uh, it was actually one of the worst selling handheld consoles to date. Um, but that's all the news I have for this week. Says enough is enough. I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. What? Somebody, somebody has way too much talent <laughs> on their hands. Give the the marijuana cannabis induced COO director producer extraordinaire of the network tonight, Sean. Buddy, he's having a comedic fit here. Uh, at your expense, and and I humbly apologize, although he, I'm sure, won't. No, he won't, and I'm sure of that, but I'm hoping he can at least take his finger off long enough for me to get a chance to get through my Portal 2 um, review. Is that possible, JJ? No answer. I'll say that's a yes. No, that, 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 that's what? definitely yes. He nodded. Go go right ahead, buddy. I hope so. Um, I'll start this off just for Charles Shane, just for JJ. Portal 2 is the review, or is the... Sequel to Portal 1. Yes, I said it. That's why I'm the sequel and you're not. Um, uh, Portal 2 is uh, definitely the continuance of the Portal series. Uh, if you didn't get a chance, Portal was actually a indie project that came out and Valve saw it and really wanted to get their hands on it. So they grabbed it and started creating um, one of the best, I guess we, we can call it the best, the best uh, non-shooter first-person shooter game. Uh, the reason why I say it's a non-shooter is because you actually do not use bullets in this game. You use just what's a portal that you can put on different different areas and walk through so you can get through a puzzle. Uh, basically, the entire game is one big puzzle game where you're working your way to get to an area at the end of the game. Uh, in the first one, you're getting to the spoiler alert. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, you're getting to GLaDOS' chamber so you can actually destroy her. Portal 2, I have not finished it. Uh, I will not spoil any of the any of the storylines. I will try not to, but the game plays a lot like Portal 1, or Portal, um, but seeing GLaDOS is actually, that's a spoiler, sorry. Um, just seeing GLaDOS herself, just hearing the words coming out of her mouth is was really funny. Um, a lot of the puzzles are really good. It's definitely a change to see what they've got in the game this year. Um, there's lasers, and you've got to bounce the lasers off a cube to get them to another area where the laser can contact a, uh, a point so that it will open up the next area. Um, there's some really good hard puzzles like that. Um, once you finish through the game, you're actually... Uh, introduced to a character called Wheatley in the beginning of the game. Uh, the game starts out with uh, the character waking up in a hotel-esque room, and then all of a sudden the character Wheatley comes out to test uh, your character, and as you're testing it, they will say you can go back to bed now, and the character will actually go back to sleep and wake up in a basically a degraded uh, room and come to find out the uh, excuse me the area she was in was basically the uh, uh, holding cell for all of these other people and all of these other people have died 
because of the care they were not re they were not getting. Basically, to train the chat room, I've already said that Portal 2 is in fact the sequel to Portal 1. If you pay attention, you might understand. Thank you. Uh, basically, going back to what I was saying, uh, the game starts out and Wheatley is a like little cube on a stick that follows you around. The game starts out basically you get a portal gun it only shoots one portal and the game gives you another portal somewhere else you control your one portal and later on in the game you are, are given the second portal gun which controls both portals where you will then start using that using both portals to basically get around the game the game has multiplayer i haven't had a chance to play it but i have been told by many people that the multiplayer is among some of the best multiplayer they've played in a long time each person gets their own two portals to play. You get four portals total, and you, the puzzles are just as hard as they are in the game. Uh, some even harder than that. Uh, if I had to give this game a grade, or I had to give it if I would buy it or not, uh, it's definitely a buy. It's $60, but I mean, the, the money is worth... The storyline is worth the money alone. If you play Portal 1, you definitely want to go out and grab this. Uh, it's definitely... A worthwhile experience just to get the storyline. The storyline definitely evolves a lot farther. If you've ever played Half-Life and you want to get a chance to learn more about the Half-Life storyline itself also, you want to grab this because it's also in the same canon storylines as Half-Life. So go grab um, Portal 2 if you get a chance and definitely get, go play it with some friends. Check out the multiplayer and uh, Y'all definitely enjoy that. The chat room is catching me off guard tonight. Well, I think Sean that the uh, you've left yourself open for 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 the for the uh, comedic release by by the chatters and uh, people in the chat, and I think on the network in general in general are are highly anticipating the uh, the fantasy match between yourself and the trade dog. I don't know if that's ever going to come to fruition. I know kung or fu. Maybe maybe that would be really neat if maybe that. I know would be kung really fu. Sean knows Kung Fu. Sean's been in high level of training at Kung Fu, so maybe a match with the Trey Dog might even be uh, an even match because Sean's been training Kung in. Fu. <laughs> uh, question I was just asked, Ashley is my name. Does Portal 2 have cake? I don't know. It may be a lie. Anything else gaming-wise to report on us uh, here on Unplugged tonight? Off the top of my head, no, but, I mean, if anybody in the chat room or Corelli, if anybody has any words, I mean, any gaming news, they, they know all off the top of the head. I mean, please bring it to me. Like I said, I've had a pretty stressful week, so I'm trying my best to um, get through all the news. But, I mean, definitely bring your news to me and let me know what you got uh, as my zat bar is now just lit, lit up. Well, and I heard you had a stressful week, and I thought that it was uh, uh, a good idea, and so did uh, JJ, where we bring you a little bit of comedic relief so we can uh, uh, give you a little bit of fun and lighten up your, your, uh, your bad week. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. By the way, TM Bronx so far is leading the line of the night in the chat when he said, and I quote, Corelli drafted to the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Oh, my God. I like Acer's line. He says, I know Kung Fu. Well, I know Kung Fu monkeys. I can't believe the what? amount of... <laughs> what? Excuse me? What? <laughs> Excuse me? What? All right. Really? I can't believe the amount of, uh, of funny shit going on in the chat tonight. Kudos to uh, everybody that's uh, participating in Unplugged 
here on the SNS Radio Network tonight. Thank you very much to the sensational sequel, Sean, for his uh, great reporting of the world of video gaming. And, uh, uh, Sean, you did a, you were a trooper in taking all the ribbing which we gave you tonight. Well, it's, it's stay on the line, brother. Stay on the line. We want to uh, have you participate in the rest of the show tonight. Don't forget, everybody, that uh, uh, next week here on the SNS Radio Network, as always, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time uh, on Monday night, the award-winning, internationally acclaimed Wrestling News Live with your co-host, the Trey Dog, and the CEO of the network, JJ Allcap Sexay. Of course, on uh, Tuesday at 8 Eastern, uh, co-hosted by Rick and Ludwig, it's uh, The Lounge at 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain, uh, followed by the Causecast at 8.30 Mountain with JJ and Charles Shane. Um, hopefully, pending medical clearance, by his uh, doctor, the power Andy Knowles, and the king of all Italy, Mike Siciliano, will return next Wednesday at 8.30 Mountain for the Pro Wrestling Rewind. And then, of course, uh, next Friday night, another rousing and uh, funny edition of the SNS Radio Network's Unplugged. And, of course, one week Sunday. It's uh, Sunday Night Showdown on Sunday, the May-, May 1st, as uh, WWE presents Extreme Rules at 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain, where uh, uh, another step closer to dashing, hopefully he won't fall and hit himself in the head again, uh, like he took a bad bump off of the mixer, as he did for lockdown. Joined by uh, J.J. Alcap Sex and uh, yours truly, Mark DeShark DiCarlo. And uh, once again, a busy week coming up here on the network. I have to give, I'm going to go ahead and say it, I give one at night to Trey. Um, in chat room, it says, Gay Avenger would only listen if the show were called Plugged In. I'm giving <laughs> line of the night from myself to him. All right. You know what? I can't disagree with that. But the show isn't over, so we can't hand out yet, Sean, line of the night in the chat. We'll save that. Bef- Maybe we'll do that before we leave the airwaves tonight with Song of the Night. Maybe we'll do okay. that then. Anyways, phone lines. Number to call is 501-588-7957. 501 588 7957. What? <laughs> I'd like to take time out right now for humbly thanking Harmony Boom Boom Sexay for removing, finally, Jimmy the Hair Lip bus driver from the studio tonight. He was fucking driving me crazy. What? Thank you. God, Jimmy was just driving me nuts. But I hope everybody had a great time. We could talk about our predictions for the upcoming draft this Monday night. Who we think will go where and whatever, whatever. If you guys look at the uh, roster list, who do you think will go to which which uh, brand and why? Well, you know, I think that the the popular notion so far from reading a bunch of uh, reputable websites on the IWC, not the least of which is uh, headlockstoheadlines.com, um, is that, in fact, that The Miz will eventually end up on or be drafted to SmackDown and that uh, Alberto Del Rio will be drafted to uh, Raw. And as a matter of fact, that was uh, uh, JJ's uh, synopsis of what he thought might happen in the upcoming draft on Monday Night Raw this this week. And we do have a caller through the magic of the Skype line. Welcome to Unplugged here on the SNS Radio Network. Who's this? What happened to this network that I love? I mean, this show was a bigger train wreck than Jeff Hardy's life. Yeah, but was it a bigger what? train wreck, TM Bronx? Was it a bigger train wreck than uh, our pay-per-view coverage of Lockdown? 
No, not really. I mean, <laughs> the, at least you guys got the stream going good. That's, you know, that's great. The show has been flawless tonight as far as the stream goes. Perfect. That's because we have a world-class producer. And, uh, it, and, and I don't need Jimmy, Jimmy the hair lip bus driver. What? <laughs> By the but, way, uh, uh, you, you, your, your uh, comments in the chat tonight have been uh, off the hook and, and very, very funny. Kudos to you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. But on a serious note, I just wanted to say, um, what is all this crap about WWE talking a long time ago about freedom of speech and freedom of the fans' expression? If you guys remember the Eric Bischoff firing where Cena talked uh, Vince McMahon, who was dressed as a judge, into firing Eric Bischoff because he was uh, muting the fans when they told Kurt Angle that, you know, you suck. But now it's amazing to me how... Like, they're in Europe, and the fans will cheer a certain person, and then in post-production, they'll mute out those cheers and put in boos where they want them. I mean, isn't that a little messed up for a guy who's trying to get over in a certain way? I mean, if he's getting cheered, is it fair when you see it on TV, you give the impression that he's getting booed? I mean, I think that's kind of messed up. Well, it, I, I agree with your TM, Bronx, and I, I really think that, and I made mention of this earlier on, uh, on Unplugged tonight, that I, I don't know you know, whether or not the office wants to just completely cut out all of the crowd mics altogether and insert boos and cheers wherever they feel as though it's necessary. Because, you know, from what Corelli was uh, was explaining to what they were doing versus uh, what was actually going on in the O2 arena for all the tapings this week, I think that's absolutely, in a word, deplorable. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry, Corelli. Go ahead, Crowley. No, 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 man. Go on, Crowley. Uh, I'll, I'll say right now it does seem like WWE are kind of trying to censor the whole, kind of the whole fans. I mean, just just look, just look at what they're doing right now with Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder is over like crazy with the IWC. He is over like crazy with the European fans. Yet we are banned from taking signs into the O2 Arena to cheer for him. That is bullshit. It. Why would you stop a message getting over the fans? I do not know that. It's, it's well, I mean. It's TNA gets, uh, you know, gets heat over, you know, I've heard they sometimes they'll tell fans, you know, this is when you should boo. This is when you should cheer. Yeah, I agree. That's a little bit stupid. But, you know, how, you know, here's a case where, you know, I was kind of down on TNA for a while and I still don't think they're perfect. But here's where that unfair criticism comes in. People will talk shit on them for doing that but nobody says anything about the wwe going in and editing the voices of its fans the voices of its audience i mean and then you know linda mcmahon will run for senate again and talk about how freedom this freedom that when you're you know you're violating the first amendment of the goddamn you know constitution which is freedom of speech freedom of people to express themselves and it's just it's all hypocrisy I couldn't agree with you more, uh, Bronx, and, and, you know, I I think that for as long as I can remember, the office, no matter what promotion, they always wanted the fans to react in in their own particular way in which they cared to react, but now they're so, they have become so anal about how the crowd's reaction was, is going to formulate what the crowd is thinking with respect to each of the individual talents on each of their shows, that it's really become very, very contrived and very false as to 
what the viewing audience of the individual TV shows is actually force-fed and how they're perceiving the crowd reaction to be for each of the individual workers, if that makes any sense to you. So what you're saying, Shark, is it's becoming more anal than the type of sex that Jeff Hardy will have to endure if he's ever sentenced. I, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Oh, okay. Just wanted to make sure I got you right. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> I'm going to get off, and uh, I don't know, like I said, what the hell's going on with this show, but uh, I'm loving it. You know, the SNS radio network is kind of like uh, being hypnotized. You just have to listen. You can't fucking help it. Well, you're doing a great job, Shark. Well, Crowley, thank you very much, Bronxy, and, and uh, I appreciate all the, the kind words and, uh, and the great job you did uh, keeping us all entertained in the chat, and uh, we invite you to, to call in on any of the shows here on the network because you're, you're more than welcome. Thanks. And by the way, before we get to the next call, I want to send out a shout-out and kudos to uh, the official sign maker of WrestlingNewsLive.tk, Rigo44 in the chat. I'm not sure whether he's going to Extreme Rules, but I hasten to say that if he is, he's going to have another sign with he and his two sons at ringside. And uh, moving along, um, we have another caller. Welcome to Unplugged here on the SNS Radio Network. Who's this? Well, Shark, I'm sitting right beside you guys, and I want to talk, and I'm jumping up and down, and nobody will give me a goddamn mic. Well, I'm going to call in. What well, the hell you is know this? What? You pick Harmony Boom Boom Sexay the right way to get on. And uh, uh, the lack of microphones uh, is, is not through any fault of anybody here. But uh, what do you want to talk about tonight, Boom Boom? Well, I just want to talk about the the replacing the cheers with the booze. And it, it's modus operandi for WWE. They do that all of the time. Every time they come to Canada, when Canadians don't follow their storylines, they cheer when they want them to boo, and they boo when they want them to cheer. Same thing happens when you go over to Europe, and the Europeans, of course, they want to support their their Euro- European comrades and and cheer them even though they're supposed to be the bad guys that's what wwe does you mess up their storylines now when they're in america they don't have to do that because well americans do what wwe wants them to in the majority so when they want them to cheer they cheer when they want them to boo they boo that's what happens it's nothing new it's nothing because it was in england that's what they do because next week they're going to be back in america and they need Americans to do what they're supposed to do. A true dad harmony. And, and you know what? I, I, it's not that I was trying to call down the, the very knowledgeable uh, British audience that was at the O2 Arena for all the WWE tapings this week. I, I'm just, I, I'm really at odds. And, and I think that TM Bronx was trying to convey this in, in, in the previous call was the fact that has it really, really, really deteriorated to the point where the production people feel as though it's necessary to insert their own pre-contrived crowd noises um, as opposed to going with what is actually happening crowd-wise in the particular arena that they're that they're shooting the show of course it is because next week drew mcintyre is going to be a bad guy again so if they have them cheer People are going to start cheering them. It's the same way when they come to Canada and everybody does the two. For the next couple of weeks on TV, you see everybody going two because they saw it the week before when they taped Raw in Toronto. What? <laughs> By the way, Harmony, 
Boom Boom Sexy. I have to take uh, umbrage with the fact that your drug-induced husband has been laughing his head off for the last hour while producing the show. Um, I don't know what your family dentist has been feeding him, but whatever it is, I, for one, would like to vote that he takes it on a weekly basis. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I want some. I want my teeth to, you know, get pulled and root canaled so I can have some. He's been a little bit odd lately. Well, odd? Lately? Uh, <laughs> what? That wasn't, that wasn't a sounder. That was the, the sensational sequel lining in with, with his uh, comment. But uh, I, I'm, I'm interested to get, since we got Boom Boom on the line, I'm interested to get your perspective on what you think the way that WWE has been bringing very slowly the artist formerly known as Awesome Kong into WWE. Well, I don't watch wrestling, so I can't really comment. No, I'm just kidding. I'm really excited about Awesome Kong Kong coming in because I I actually think they're going to do some good stuff. Last I checked, none of us were watching wrestling. We're watching entertainment, people. Entertainment. I'd like to bitch and moan and complain about the divas. Go right ahead. What? Bits and um, of divas. I mean that that just kind of sums up my whole feelings on on a lot of the divas, and I I think she's going to come in. I think she's going to make uh, no pun intended impact, and I I I think they're going to book her right, and I think it's going to be a good thing. That being said, who knows what's going to happen when she actually debuts? She could be another Ronda Singh. Well, oh, and and for those that don't know who Ronda Singh is. Uh, uh, very famous in these parts is uh, starting her wrestling career in Stampede Wrestling and then, of course, went on to uh, be a mainstay on GLOW, the promotion of Crelly. Um, and big in Japan. And huge in Japan, yes. And she was big in WWE for quite some time as well. And uh, it'll be really interesting to see. Uh, many are speculating, boom, boom, that in fact, once they debut Karma, some would say they should call her bad Karma, that... that <laughs> That that's a good idea. Um, that in fact, when they bring her, she's absolutely going to squash everybody in in the divas division. What's your what's your theory on that? I hope she does, and I hope they don't go the route of China and, and have her wrestling guys. I hope she just kills everybody in that divas division, and they start bringing in new talent to actually compete with her. And I'm really looking forward to the possibility of, and who knows if we'll actually see it, but a, uh, a matchup between Natalia and, and Kong because they had some tremendous matches when Natalia was over in, in Japan a few years ago. And, uh, yeah, and you know, I couldn't agree with you more. For those that, that don't know and haven't been exposed that much to the in-ring prowess of, uh, of Natalia, a.k.a. Natty Neidhart, that uh, <laughs> she is arguably one of the, in my humble estimation, top two female wrestlers that there are on the face of God's green earth right now. And certainly for anybody that has seen some of the YouTube videos between Awesome Kong and, and Natalia Neidhart from from Japan, check it out. But uh, uh, like Boom Boom, I, I could only hope to uh, uh, look forward to some karma and Natalia matches in in WWE, and you'd think that that uh, boom boom that might be eventually the case because given the persona um, so far in the vignettes with knocking the head off the doll, 
continuously. This is the second week in a row they've been going with that vignette that she is going to finally make, make her debut as a deranged heel. I think so. I think that'll be good for her. And I, what I think and what I'd like to see is her come in and just, you know, take some of the really diva diva out. Just, just kill them in like nine second matches, just total squash matches like back in the day um, when they were, were putting people over and then start building into to people that she actually can have some good matches with. I think she'll have some good matches with Beth Phoenix and as much as this pains me to to say this, but um, if Layla ever turned face, I, I think they might even have a, a decent match. So, you know, have her come in and just rip right through the Divas d- division and just cream everybody and then bring it down to to some of the, the girls that can actually work and give us some good matches. Yeah, that being think, said, yes, I'm going to let you all go. Well, thank you very much. Have the, a good uh, rest of the show. Thank you very much, uh, Harmony Boom Boom Sexy, the uh, 51% owner of the worldwide SNS radio network. A very special guest here via the chat, by the uh, Skype line. And thank you to, uh, managed, of course, by JJ. Yes, some would say. TM Bronx pointed that out. Anybody else on the line, Mr. Producer? No, not right now. Just Sean, 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 are you still there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm still here. And Crowley, you still, still there? Yep, I'm still here. Are you guys awake? I know it's late in I know it's late in England. And Sean, what city do you live in? North Carolina. I'm on the East Coast, so it's only twelve thirty nine. Twelve thirty nine, North Carolina. Okay, and uh, yeah, I mean it's early. It's only ten thirty five here in uh, Calgary, Alberta, motherfucking Canada. Um, okay, oh, okay. One more call. Anybody else like to call in to uh, unplug? Please do it right now. Um, and uh, I'd like to take time out right now, personally. And I'll get to that in a second, but we have another caller. Welcome to Unplugged here on the SNS Radio Network. Who's this? I think if their microphone works, I think that's Mr. Pay-Per-View, but I'm not entirely sure. Come on, Ashley. Is that you, Ashley, brother? Oh, they hung up. All oh, right. Maybe. Got, possibly, did he? I don't was know. That, the fir- that was the first official Skypean death drop of the evening. you got to have one of those every show. Anyways, like I, I was saying. Oh, Harmony I, was going to get that for a second. I no, mean, no, no, no. <sighs> Harmony would never get Skypean death dropped. No, no, that, no, nobody, nobody would drop the CEO, the CEO of the network. Anyways, okay, I believe we have overcome the technological problem, but uh, welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Hey, guys, it's L Train. How you doing? L Train, what's up, brother? Uh, not much. Um, first of all, giving props. I am really enjoying the show tonight. It's very hilarious. Uh, uh, let's see. Calling uh, for a few things. I uh, heard... Uh, Somebody throw out the option of maybe uh, some people making picks for uh, what's going on with the draft. Um, there was actually one uh, funny moment that I brought up in the chat that uh, that happened on SmackDown that I wanted to bring up when uh, sure, Del Rio right was uh, doing the whole, whole retirement uh, gimmick for uh, for Edge tonight. When they had uh, Ricardo Rodriguez uh, ride down in the little uh, rascal scooter thing, the funny thing that uh, kind of triggered in my memory the music that he was riding down to. It was actually the same. Uh, Music that uh, they used for the, uh, Chavo's Kerwin White gimmick. Kerwin White, yep. Yeah, that, I don't know, that I don't was, know what the uh, heck is uh, up with uh, Vince or WWE wanting that uh, music played around whenever, uh, I don't know, for some reason, uh, Mexican superstars are in the ring, but I was like, what the heck? You, this is really the music you're playing for this right now? Well, I, I think that uh, a lot picked up on the Kerwin White music uh, uh, scenario with uh, Eddie Munster. 
<laughs> and and uh, I, for one, thought it was exceedingly funny. I don't know whether they did that to rib him. I don't think that uh, Ricardo Rodriguez would know who the hell Kerwin White was back in the day, but uh, someone in the office thought it was uh, quite funny. We did. Well, look at it, look at it, like the old, uh, uh, your, your old retire, you know, your, you're kind of just going to be riding around a, a rascal thing for the rest of your time. That was uh, pretty funny. Um, uh, as far as uh, some picks for who's getting drafted where to uh, to SmackDown or Raw, I was trying to think of a couple. I've only got three about right now uh, as far as SmackDown goes. Um, I think, yeah, the obvious money is going to be that uh, Del Rio is going to be one of the people drafted uh, over to Raw. Uh, as far as somebody else, uh, for some reason I'm thinking Drew McIntyre might get sent over. Uh, I'm not sure if they've uh, got something else worked up with him, but I think he's somebody who will go over. And as far as like a, maybe just a third wild card pick for right now, uh, I'm actually going to say Swagger for some reason, just because they've had him going back and forth on Raw and SmackDown with the whole thing associated with Cole. And my guessing is that leading up into this pay-per-view, they're probably just going to have him write out the whole thing with Cole and then whatever plans, if any, they've got for him. Um, uh, they might just have that right now. Although I'm kind of concerned that uh, Swagger might actually be getting the axe after everything's said and done. Well, you know, some have been speculating, uh, L-Train, that, that, you know, that maybe they're not going to have anything left for swaggering Jack Swagger after the whole uh, storyline has been played out with uh, Sir Michael Cole. But uh, I think that, that he's well entrenched with the office. Certainly he was uh, brought on board by, uh, by Jim Ross, his fellow Oklahoman. And uh, I don't see Jack Swagger going anywhere. And you know what? I think the most interesting scenario as the offshoot post-draft is if they're going to have a draft, and I'm putting this out there to everybody listening, if WWE is going to have a draft on Raw coming up this Monday, are they going to go back to the conventional brand split where we're not going to be seeing the amount of talent flip-flopping from brand to brand Monday to Friday, as we've been seeing um, since about the Royal Rumble, Ford through Mania, and now through Extreme Rules. And I think that's the most interesting thing that is going to be played out over the next couple of weeks. And, uh, um, you know, the, the, the IWC speculation has been that, in fact, there will be a Miz to SmackDown and Alberto Del Rio to Raw scenario, and only time will tell, and we'll find out about it on Monday night. And, uh, and J.J. Sexay and the Trade Og on Wrestling News Live on Monday will have extensive coverage of it. And thank you very much, uh, Altrain, well, for your uh, for your call into the show tonight. We really appreciate it, and uh, really appreciate everybody's involvement in Unplugged tonight. Whether you got a chance to call in or you were just participating uh, via the chat room, and uh, I, for one, would like to take this time um, to just before we wrap with our final couple of callers of the evening to thank everyone. Uh, certainly, uh, JJ and Boom Boom and uh, uh, the sensational sequel, Sean, and, of course, uh, Chris Kelly uh, from HeadlocksToHeadlines.com for asking me to, uh, in J.J.'s medical condition, uh, co-host the show tonight. I had a fantastic time. Everybody was very nice, and uh, I hope you had a a good time uh, uh, joining us and Unplugged here on the network tonight. Uh, Two more callers to go. Uh, Welcome. You've been doing a great job, man. Thank you very much, L-Train, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Um, Hi, Pete. 
Peace. Uh, welcome to Unplugged. Who's this on the line? Whoever the hell I wanted to be. Ah, oh, the God. outlaw of the IWC, ladies and gentlemen, the award-winning co-host of Wrestling News Live, the trade dog in the house. Now, I understand that J.J. is under medical influence. <laughs> you figured that one out, did you? I don't ever, and I mean ever, want to tune into a show on this network and hear my name referenced with one fat bitch. <laughs> yeah, well... There was there was some fantasy booking going on in the chat going on in the chat um, a little bit earlier before you chimed in in the chat trade dog and that somebody was fantasy booking that they wanted to see a uh, mixed gender match between the four hundred and three pound Lita and yourself. You know, I've tackled a lot of things in life. That's what I'd prefer not to. To be honest with you, um, come now, on, you, you wouldn't want, have a problem putting you wouldn't have a problem putting her over. Trey, would you have There's, a problem putting her over? Really? I'd have a hard time getting her over, rolling her over. <laughs> wow. But, uh, yeah, you want to put me uh, in a program with the real Lita, then, you know, maybe we can work something out. But what? I heard I heard last night, uh, listening to an interview, it was done with a guy that uh, is the column writer for, uh, I guess, one of the few American newspapers that still covers professional wrestling, God bless him, uh, a newspaper in Baltimore, Maryland. And what a, what a job to have as an adult, being a column writer for professional wrestling for your local newspaper. But uh, this guy was telling the story of, you know, they got on the topic of Edge and the retirement and all that. And uh, he says that he's got it on good authority that the whole Matt Lita Edge thing that was so blown out of proportion, really the true story of it is, Matt and Lita had already been broken up by the time Edge and Lita slept together. That it's definitely not the picture that Matt Hardy paints of, you know, him being so overly in love and then waking up one morning to find out that Lita had slept with somebody else and it was nothing like that at all. Well, you know what? I, I think that over the course of the last couple of years, the uh, the headspace of one Matt Hardy has been at the very least somewhat tainted in the fact that, uh, yeah. you know, that, that he's he's been consistently um, going on YouTube and making these self-produced produced videos of what he thinks and what he says. And, and I really think the whole thing on his behalf is one big fucking work. Yeah. Uh, to, I mean, to, you want to believe that you wanted to believe him so bad. You wanted to believe that the guy had been, you know, so in love with his girlfriend and that he lost her to a dirt bag who cheated on his wife to be with her and, Come to find out, none of that's the truth. And now, knowing Matt Hardy the way we know Matt Hardy and his manipulative way of using the Internet and YouTube and personal videos to get over with the IWC, you know, you look back at that whole Lita thing now and you go, you know what, that may have been bullshit. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and you know, on the other side of the coin, if you really want to take a, uh, a very critical look at Matt Hardy since he's been in TNA, and certainly um, his match that he had with Sting uh, last night on Impact prior to the interference of of Ken Anderson, I, for one, think that the work rate of Matt Hardy, especially in the last couple of weeks within TNA, has been some of his best work in the last year. I mean, well, he's had to reinvent himself. He's had to re-promote himself. He's had to reintroduce himself 
to basically the IWC and the wrestling community in general. You know, a lot of people are still bummed on TNA and dogging on TNA, and that's cool. They're going to do that no matter what. But, you know, the pay-per-view was great. I thought last night's impact was good. It wasn't a home run, but it wasn't a bunt single either. It was a good show. It was solid. I thought the Sting Hardy match was great. Um, there were some highlights of the show. There's some lowlights of the show, but that's going to be any wrestling program nowadays. However, I think it is interesting. We talked in the news. I believe Crowley has, has brought it up a couple times about Spike TV and TNA and the rebranding and repackaging of the promotion. And, you know, J.J.'s been one to say it for the longest time. Get rid of that ridiculous name. Get rid of that ridiculous TNA gimmick. And when you look back on it, TNA, the reason they, they, they came out with the name TNA, that was a Russo thing to begin with. But, I mean, they had girls in cages. They were weekly pay-per-view. They could get away doing anything they want. They used to have nudity in the ring. They had, you know foul language, four-letter words, girls taking their tops off, girls dancing in cages. It was a weekly pay-per-view thing to where they could do whatever they wanted. So the name TNA fit. Then when they tried to become mainstream and they wanted to go full-service family cable, TNA doesn't make any sense because you tell somebody, hey, I watched TNA last night. Oh, you watched some tits and ass? <laughs> you know, and that's the way it's going to be until they change the name. Well, finally... It would appear that even though it was in the news that Spike TV and TNA wanted to rebrand and repackage, I was contacted by someone from Spike TV about wanting to come on the show and discuss the rebranding and repackaging of their wrestling product. So we're going to set that up and see if I can get somebody from Spike TV to come on and explain to us just how TNA is going to rebrand themselves. Well, that would be very exciting to get some inside uh, information on what the network uh, really wants to do with the brand, and I, right. I, I think they're going to go with Impact Wrestling, which I believe is the direction they're going to end up going. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. But um, you know, the rumors had come out about Dixie Carter being gone, and they're even stronger now that she's being sued by so many different people that she's going to have to get out of the business. I still think. In the grand scheme of things, storyline-wise, she's the one from the network that's given Hogan and Bischoff such a fit. Sting says on the show that the uh, network is coming to reveal themselves. We'll find out who that is then. But I think that short of just, you know, pulling the plug for a month or two and, you know, letting everybody kind of forget about how bad you were before you re-debut, maybe, I, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know what else they could do to... That's generally, that's generally Trey, what, what they do with general mainstream network television shows that they want to, that they like, and that they, they know that they have to uh, uh, reformulate and redo is that they, they put them on hiatus, uh, generally yeah. at the end of the season for the summer, and then bring it back as a new brand in the fall. And maybe that's what um, we'll see with, with TNA rebranding, and, and, you know, only time will tell, really. So, well, um, I'm going to get out of here. I just wanted to chime in and say, hey, and let you know you did a great job with the show tonight. Uh, just goes to show you need your own show on the network. <laughs> well, uh, I think the listeners would agree with that. Well, thank you very much. That's very nice of you to say that, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I've been looking for my co-host on a milk carton for the last couple of weeks, so <laughs> if you see him... <laughs> 
tell him I said hello. I will. Uh, I will. I miss. I miss him. I hope things are going well. Well, if you'd answer your uh, goddamn phone every now and then, maybe you'd fucking get calls from me. Whoa, whoa! It's, he's alive. Son of a bitch. Me and Samoa Joe been hanging out, man. <laughs> you, Samoa <laughs> Joe, and Jimmy the hair lip bus driver. Yes. Yeah. Jimmy, what? The bus driver. Jimmy the hair lip motherfucking bus driver. Jimmy the hair lip bus driver. I missed all that part of the show, so I don't know what that's all about. That I was some funny ass shit. That's an archive you, kind of you, thing. You man. listen to the archive tray, you'll you'll kill yourself laughing. But it uh, wouldn't be Ralphus, the old Jericho security, would it? No. No, no. No, this is something different. Anyways, Trey, thank you very much. Thank you for the kind words. Uh and uh, I, I really enjoyed doing uh, TNA Lockdown with you and look forward to uh, next month's uh, TNA pay-per-view offering. And uh, and we'll see you all on uh, Monday night for a rousing edition, I'm sure it'll be, for uh, your coverage of the uh, uh, raw edition of the uh, draft with uh, your co-host. and should uh, be interesting. I think uh, your biggest surprise, I don't think it's a surprise, but... I think your biggest superstar to jump ship will probably be Randy Orton. No. I think Orton. I think Orton's going to SmackDown. I think the Miz and Cena are staying on Raw. I think I think Alberto Del Rio is staying on SmackDown. And I think that uh, Randy Orton is going to be making his way over to SmackDown. You know what? So I, we shall see on Monday night. Orton probably is jumping to SmackDown, but I think Miz is going to SmackDown with the WWE Championship. I think Christian's going to chase him for a while. I think Morrison is going to SmackDown. And they're going to spend about the next year or so building up Miz as the top guy on that brand. That's just my two cents. Well, the two cents. I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt him at all. But I mean, you got to worry about if Miz takes the world title over to SmackDown, what happens to the uh, you know Raw champion? Who who you know that that pay per view matches between Edge and and Alberto Del Rio. So I guess you're saying Del, Del Rio wins and comes to, to Raw. Well, from what I understand, the rumored plans at this point for the WWE is that. Uh, in fact, Alberto Del Rio is scheduled to win the belt and take the World Heavyweight Championship to Raw. Huh. And feud well, with Cena at SummerSlam. I think, Miz, I think Miz could make himself more of a main event guy on SmackDown than he can on Raw right now. I agree with you 150%. Anyways, Trey, thank you very much, brother, for calling in Got to it. Unplug tonight. We'll catch you on uh, Wrestling News Live on Monday night, and uh, we look forward to that. And uh, and thank you to everybody that called in via the Skype line to Unplugged on the SNS Radio Network tonight. Certainly, thank you very much for uh, a great job that uh, Chris Kelly Crelly of um, HeadlocksToHeadlines.com did tonight, and of course, the sensational one, sensational sequel, Sean for his uh, extensive video gaming coverage here on the network tonight. We do have one more caller. Welcome to Unplugged here on the SNS Radio Network. Who's this? It's Ashley, Mr. Pay-Per-View. And just in case you're wondering, my name is Ashley, but you already knew that. <laughs> yes, we damn well did. Ashley, how you doing? What's going on? Um, good. I mean, pretty decent-ish week. I mean... Don't get me started on the Queen segment. Good God. I'm not royal or anything, but that just peeved me off. Yes, and uh, one can only say that here on the network, all hail Queen Boom Boom. <laughs> Anyways, Ashley, what else we got for for his brother? Um, I don't know whether anybody caught the classic line on TNA last night uh, when uh, Kurt Angle was with Eric Young, who was with the horses and feeding him baked beans. And um, Eric Young said, oh, these two horses are called Mongo and Sid, two of the greatest horsemen that ever lived. <laughs> yes, no, I caught that and popped huge for that. And uh, uh, I thought the whole 
Eric Young, Kurt Angle with the horses uh, a segment was exceedingly funny. And uh, uh, it was even funnier when, when Eric left Kurt with the can of the big fucking can of beans. And Kurt is like, what the hell do you want me to do with, with these beans? And, and the, ho- the one horse just shoved his, his mush right down into the can of beans and started eating. And I think Kurt that he had to turn away from the camera because he started to laugh. <laughs> that horse was not acting properly. That's that's the same horse that screwed up on the WrestleMania stage. It's like <laughs> I'm not working for WWE, I'm working for TNA. Screw this shit. You know, and you really got a feel for for Eric Young being being lobbed into this whole angle with uh with Orlando Jordan and you know, I re- I really think that hope I can only hope that that Eric Young will have some sort of better better gimmick to uh to work for himself because in the ring fabulous worker but uh this whole gimmick that they put him with orlando jordan i mean he's getting lots of uh of tv time but i'm I'm just i'm sick of it but uh yeah anything else Ashley, before we wrap it up he's doing is pretty tedious to me yeah absolutely anything else brother before we wrap it up um kind of a little bit of gaming news um that sean didn't cover they've actually officially announced mario and sonic at the london olympic games next year you know why I didn't talk about it, Ashley? Because I didn't give a crap about uh, Mario. Oh, no. Didn't you hear about the secret feature? The secret feature? Did Sonic and Mario finally come out of the closet together? <laughs> no, it's got a special race uh, in, set in Crelly's sitting room, which no, no, is no. the race around the, race around the sitting room to Benny Hill music race. No, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hang on. As being the gaming rookie here on the network, and I can only uh, expound my knowledge of gaming because my seven-year-old rookie son... Rookie hell, <laughs> you were there when they were playing the first video game back when the dinosaurs roamed the earth, that, you that, son of a bitch. That, that, that's true. <laughs> I, 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 I was there when, when Pac-Man first got released. But anyways, uh, my, my most recent gaming uh, exposure has been with my seven-year-old son, who is a Wii fanatic, and, and I... I don't think that Sonic and Mario are the gay lovers. I think it's Son- I think it's Mario and Luigi. They're brothers. Just dude. a theory. Just a They're theory. They're brothers. Anyways. Incestual gayness, yes. Certainly <laughs> unlike the Orlando Jordan, Eric Young gayness. And, and I'd really like to say at this point, I'd really like to say at this point once again, it's breaking down. Anyways, Isn't it um, Isn't it Ashley, thank you very much for uh, calling in via the Skype line. Uh, tonight's Skype line is uh, brought to you by HeadlocksToHeadlines.com, the official news source and Skype sponsor of Unplugged. No, <laughs> they're not. No, Boom Boom's, Boom Boom uh, asked whether whether they were paying for that now, and uh, unless unless Crowley sent over an anonymous check <laughs> via the anonymous uh, courier. Then I don't think that there's a check in the mail. Boom, boom. No. No, it can't. It can't get through customs. <laughs> it can't get. Uh, Anyways, uh, Crowley, we'll start with you. Any final thoughts as we take it home on this edition of Unplugged? Uh, if I watch any more programming this week, I will shoot someone. I've seen about eight hours of programming, but it was great. Um, I'm looking forward to when we return in November. I shall be attending the event in Liverpool. So, oh no, I'm looking forward to Extreme Rules. That's my my view of this week. And a good show so far as well. Sean? Very cool. Sean, any final thoughts? Um, buy Portal 2, play Mortal Kombat, 
Uh, and only three letters come to mind. U4L, unplugged for life. Nice. Those the uh, stunning words of the sensational one, sensational sequel, Sean. Thanks to Sean. Thanks to Corelli. Thanks to Boom Boom. Thanks to the COO of the network, JJ All Caps uh, Sexay, who will return in his infinite wisdom and glory, uh, along with his co-host, the Trade Dog, for uh, uh, the muchly anticipated upcoming version of uh, Wrestling News Live to coincide with the fantasy draft, or pardon me, with the draft on Monday Night Raw this Monday, and we all look forward to that. Um, I would like to once again uh, thank everybody for uh, participating in this uh, edition of Unplugged here on the SNS Radio Network, and uh, I'll be back a week Sunday for the SNS Sunday Night Showdown version of our pay-per-view coverage to coincide with Extreme Rules at 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain. And uh, for everybody that took part tonight, thank you very much. And we'll see you all next time on Unplugged here on the SNS Radio Network. It's time for Song of the Night to take us home. And before we get to Song of the Night, I just want to say that this song is dedicated to the train wreck that is this show. You can't blame it on me. You can't blame it on Shark. Hell, you can't even blame it on Krell, even though we'd like to. Or Sean. I mean, really, we should blame Sean. No kidding. Because that gaming segment broke down. I mean, it's totally Sean's fault. But I tell you what, guys, we're not going to blame anybody. We're not going to blame anybody, okay? We're going to blame it on the rain. You're kidding. No. Good night, everybody. We're out. Oh, God. When we're together Just sing a song And bring the sunny weather Happy trails trails to you Till we meet sitting room dancing his little ass off. Nation of Millie Vanilli.
a scumbag. Then you let him jump out of a window. How about we blame it on the record producer that made him lip sync? Little known JJ Sex Take Back. This was one of the first albums I ever bought. Party has entered a court plea. He blames it on the rain. with JJ Sexy is not affiliated with the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, or any other wrestling and or entertainment companies and is the exclusive property of the SNS Radio Network. If I could have your attention, please. I've just been informed that J.J. Sexy has left the building. You're still here? You big boys, you go home. You've been here two half hour. J.J., he's sick now. He needs the drugs. Go home now. Go. Goodbye. <laughs>